Three hours of conversation, cussing and a discussing with America's only born and bred Southern liberal talk host. Head on with Bob Kincaid is brought to you each night by Coal River Mountain Watch. Coal River Mountain Watch invites you to become part of the solution, part of a sustainable future, part of the uprising against mountaintop removal. Coal River Mountain Watch, CRMW.net. And now, from high in the hills of beautiful West Bicod, Virginia, here's Bob Kincaid on the Head On Radio Network. Well, howdy. Sorry about the long drum loop there. Um, welcome. It's Friday on the front porch. This is the horn. Head on dot live is where you find us on the interweb tubes. That's where you go if you'd like to be part of the merry wacky zany real time madcap multimedia extravaganza that is the horn chat room in the three hours in which this program is live Monday through Friday, five to eight p.m. Eastern Daylight Time, 2 to 5 p.m. Pacific Daylight Time, all time zones in between in the Great Globe Round. And whatever time it is where you are when you're listening to the podcast, thanks for joining in the program, whether you're listening live or on the podcast or on the rerun stream at headon.live. What matters is that you are part of the community and of the conversation. Yes. And, in fact, if you... Uh, If you uh, uh, happen to pop by the chat room right about now, you'll be greeted, and you know, now in real time, you know, like two minutes after 5 Eastern Daylight Time on the 14th of October 2022, you'll be greeted by early arrivers Anatole and Kidmark and Squeaky and Theo, and capably moderated by longtime inveterate, indefatigable veteran chat room moderator Sparky, who, although a third stage guild navigator, has exercised Discretion as the better part of valor and remained sparky. He is capably assisted by pinch hit midweek chat room utility moderator and all around great guy, Brother Bishop Steve from Georgia Stan. Steve! Uh, you should be getting. Uh, oh, and there he is. Oh my God, he's folded space. He's sparky and man cave. Whatever shall we do? Uh, you shouldn't be getting yesterday's program. I'm sending merrily along. Oh, no, I'm not. Okay, there's the problem. Give me a second.
uh, a certain Brother Deacon has not released the stream as yet. I just hit I just hit send and I assumed it started sending, but it didn't. Hmm. Well, we shall we shall wait on the uh, good offices of the Brother Deacon. Oh, and something, uh, I, I had a message yesterday about ads or something playing during the program. Uh, if you listen over at TuneIn, you're going to get ads. If you listen at the head-on.live stream or the White Rose stream, you will not get ads. This program has no ads. Believe you me, we have no ads. Um, but TuneIn runs ads on my back so that they can make money for the corporate ownership of TuneIn. Oh, well, you know, I guess you'll have that because the free market, right? Um, anything? Nothing? Uh, let me send a message out some other way. We now join the program already in progress. I've done the hi, how are you's and everything, and uh, go and play in the uh, go uh, go to the extraordinary ordinary. No, no, no. Go to the madcap, wacky, real time, zany, etc. I did all that. Every program here at the Horn begins with gratitude, and this program is no different. So, consequently, we say thank you to our. 14th day of the month subscribers and uh, that means we say thank you uh, to Renee thank you Renee and thank you so kindly to uh, to uh, Ralph's thank you thank you to Matt in San Francisco and hey to Imelda and the boys and Ferdinand Thank you so very kindly for being partial sponsors of the program and helping to keep the program, in fact, on the air. And like I said, it's Friday on the front porch, so here in about, oh, three-quarters of an hour, we will gather together over the river and through the woods to uh, at the uh, old holler tree we sublet from the Keebler Elves. Where we uh, join around the extraordinary, ordinary roundtable and cuss and discuss the issues of the day. Um, thank you, Brother Deacon Asa, letting me know you're five by five. Much, much obliged. It is the uh, 14th day of October 2022. It is Bridge Day Eve here in the hills and hollers of almost level West by Cole Manchinistan. Uh, and. Uh, they're getting ready to shut down all four lanes of the New River Gorge Bridge, and tomorrow the magic and the madness begins. And traffic's going to be an absolute mess uh, from tonight through, oh, about 4 o'clock tomorrow. But we're expecting something approaching perfect weather. And uh, if I do, in fact, get out in, in, in amongst the... Uh, uh, the teeming masses, and I'll post some pictures on social media. Uh, 
And, oh, and by the way, where the fundraising goal is uh, for today, uh, we are at $1,180, which means that um, today, Thursday, yesterday, Wednesday are all unfunded, and $120 of Tuesday has been funded. So that's where that stands. <sighs> now, okay, so we've gotten all the housekeeping out of the way. Uh, shall we dive right in? Shall we dive right into the into the madness and insanity? Because the fact of the matter is, uh, Nitwit Nero took out his uh, purple crayon. <laughs> I don't think it's even a purple crayon. Uh, and and wrote what was called a response to the January 6th commission's subpoena of him uh, that occurred and we discussed at length yesterday. Oh my God. This is this is like some weirdo uh, terrorist manifesto or something uh, in point of fact describing uh, the, the uh, 14 page unhinged rant uh, <laughs> George Conway George Conway said uh, the Unabomber's manifesto had more coherence to it than this mad rambling Jesus, it all starts out in, uh, in, 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 in all caps, of course. The presidential election of 2020 was rigged and stolen. And that's about the most coherent moment that it has. And it, I mean, it really doesn't. Doesn't get any better. Sorry, the sneezing. Something, something is good. I'm guessing goldenrod, I really am, because that usually does it to me. Uh, it was build this thing as I guess an open letter to House J6 Commission Chair Benny Thompson and I will not I, I will not torment myself and the rest of the Horn Family Community Congregation by reading it in its entirety but it this memo is being written to express our anger disappointment, and complaint that with all of the hundreds and millions of dollars, all of the hundreds of millions of dollars spent on what many consider to be a capital C charade and capital W witch, capital H hunt, and despite strong and powerful requests, strong and powerful Definitely strong and powerful. We checked them before we sent them. We made sure that they had a lot of strong and a lot of powerful. You have not spent even a short moment 
or a long moment or any moment at all examining the massive election fraud, capital E election, capital F fraud, that took place during the 2020 presidential election and have targeted only those who were, as concerned American citizens, protesting this capital F fraud itself. And there are pictures with circles and arrows and a paragraph on the back of each one. And, of course, you know, there was no there was no fraud. I mean, I, yes, yes, Ralphs, yes, he is. Is Donnie using the royal we now? We are not amused. Yes, he is. Um, R- Ralph's adding, come on, people, do you need me to travel from house to house and kick your asses to get y'all to contribute? Oh, my God, Ralph's is... Ralph's is getting serious. Thank you, Ralph's. I think maybe I don't know. I hope I hope Lassie hasn't gone lame. Uh, the thing is, I don't know if he thinks that he's complied with the subpoena by doing this. Or if he's going to make that claim, maybe this is something along the lines of being able to declassify classified documents just by putting one's middle fingers to one's temples and thinking, declassify, declassify, declassificatus meus, hocus pocus, dominocus, done. When I read about this, the first thing I thought of was, you know, I would pay good money. I would contribute good money. Not a lot. Don't have any. But I, I would. I would contribute a buck or five bucks or something. If somebody, uh, preferably Liz Cheney, would mark up the grammatical errors and the syntactical errors with a red Sharpie and send it back Marked F. God, he's... This thing, if you, if you do decide to subject yourself to the, to, the, to, the, to the insanity of reading it, this is evidence in support of a mental hygiene exam, okay? This is, this is an argument in favor of doing a mental status examination on him to see if he's, you know, person, man, woman, camera, TV, uh, playing with a full deck. You know, if his elevator goes all the way to the top. If all the bulbs are in the chandelier. If there's enough sandwiches for a picnic. Oh, my heavenly days. Uh, Andrew Weissman, who was a former prosecutor on the uh, on the Mueller uh, team, said, uh, just like during special counsel investigation, Trump's refusing to actually say this under oath and subject to follow-up questions, 
if he believes this, why not testify to it? And uh, uh, Stephen Beschloss said, uh, please indict this man and stop his pollution. What I don't know is whether the subpoena has been served yet or what the timeline is because, uh, uh, well, I don't know. Stephen Beschloss, I mean, I'm sorry, um, lawyer Bradley Moss exhibiting a a sort of a a degree of uh, Weltschmerz that I think we all feel uh, said, this is what I'm told to accept as just a part of American life now. This is this is the 14 pages of the strawberries. I mean, I'd be surprised if it didn't arrive on strawberry scented paper. And I guess the maggots will fall for it. That somehow this is an appropriate response. He told, I told them everything. They don't need to. No. Right hand in air, dumbass. Swear an oath. Oh, what a nut job. And, and it's the thing, just like his speeches, it's just a regurgitation of everything he's been saying for the past past year. And it, it... The people of this country will not stand for unequal justice under the law or capital L liberty and capital J justice for some. Election day is coming. What 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 is this? The Game of Thrones. Winter is coming. We demand answers on the crime of the century. Okay, dude. Demand it after you've taken the oath, and demand it with the committee looking you in the eye, with a bunch of really good lawyers writing the questions. You know, lawyers who aren't lawyers for parking garages. But, of course, you know, he won't do that because he's a chicken shit and a coward and an insurrectionist and, frankly, an enemy of uh, people. Huh. Uh, Haley, when did you... Hmm. I hope that... uh, Haley, message me and tell me if the stream's settled down. I hope it has. Um... Streams having issues, choppy audio, and two or more sources being heard. Well, that's worrisome. Oh, and uh, you know how yesterday we talked about Mark Short, former... uh, Advisor to Vice President Mike Pencil, that geek, being seen at the D.C. courthouse? Well, we know why now. We certainly do.
it turns out he was, in fact, testifying before the grand jury. Uh, that was confirmed today. Because the nitwit Nero team of, of pettifoggers, I guess including counsel for the parking garage, was raising hell with, uh, uh, with uh, the DOJ, demanding that uh, Mark Short not be allowed to testify. And the court, of course, ruled against the loser. And uh, Short testified before the grand jury. Don't know necessarily about what, but testify he did. So the dimes, they are a dropping. Oh, let me see if I can find copy on that. Yeah, Mark Short was the uh, chief of staff to... Uh, Mike Pencil and that geek. And of course, uh, Nitwit Nero was claiming that uh, Short shouldn't testify as a function of executive privilege. Oops. Didn't work. So I guess at some point in time we'll find out what uh, what that was all about. Uh, let me see if I've heard anything. Yeah. Okay, thank you, Brother Deacon. Uh, that must be on Haley's end. You're golden. Okay. Thanks for that. Thank you, Annette. Streams five by five here. Good, good, good. Huh, what else? Well, um, you know, we missed something yesterday. I kind of, I kind of, I don't know how to put this. I miss living in a country where we don't miss stories of mass murders. Oh, well, thank you. Uh, it, it, uh, I'll, I'll get to that in a moment. But, uh, uh, Flavio says, Weltschmerz, give it a selbst eine uh, Kuglocke. 
And I will, because I understood every word of that. Yay. Uh, Frank, by the way, with a note, said, I'm just wondering, is there a goddess of declassification? Not saying, just saying. Well, I think he thinks he's the orange god of declassification. I hope he, I hope he hasn't thought, uh, thought declassified, uh, you know, the nuclear launch codes or anything. Oh, thank you, Theo. I appreciate I appreciate your sympathy and your understanding. Uh, hey, lady. <laughs> hey, Theo. You have our deepest sympathy and admiration for reading that glop for content. Talk to a mental health counselor. Talk to a mental health counselor by all means. That can't have been good for you. Oh no, you know I haven't made reference to the to the cheap bottle of rot-gut Mexican gasoline tequila and the swirly straw in a while, but I was very close. By the time I got to page 14, I I didn't know if I was going to make it when I got to page 13. That is some bizarre shit. Um, And now, uh, by the way, because at this point in time, you know, one snowflake can begin an avalanche. And, you know, one snowflake, and it hits two snowflakes, and two, and then the next thing you know, all the snow on the mountain is just coming down. Well, uh, the Justice Department has marched back into court and asked the 11th Circuit Court of Appeals to shut down the special master review of documents that they seized after Nitwit Nero stole them and took them down to Magaloco. And he will probably they will probably win, he will probably lose. And for those old enough to remember or conversant with the history, this kind of feels like Nixon losing on the tapes. It really does. And, uh, yeah. Well, all we can do is go back to what we always say here. Gee, I hope it doesn't hurt too little. No, but what I said earlier, we missed a mass shooting yesterday. Not we. I. In the midst of all the uh, maggot madness, I failed to note that uh, Thursday... A 15-year-old, a 15-year-old kid uh, with access to firearms wasted five human lives. Uh, he He was wearing a full backpack in camouflage. He was dressed in camo. He had a long-barreled shotgun. And he murdered Officer Gabriel Torres, 29, Nicole Connors, 52, Mary Marshall, 35, Susan Carnatz, 49, and James Thompson, 16. And canine officer Casey Clark was also wounded during the incident, treated and released. 
Marcel Gardner, another shooting victim, age 59, remains in critical condition. And uh, after the shooting rampage, he went on a uh, after after he went on the shooting rampage, he barricaded himself inside a inside a house. And of course, there's no no known motive for the shooting. And generally speaking, don't know what kind of injuries uh, put the shooter, the murderer, in the hospital. And maybe we miss these things because we've run out of words for them. Maybe, you know, you know how we have Amber Alerts out there? And so when you see Amber Alert, you know there's a missing child. We need a phrase where we know that somebody's just... You know, that, that there's been an outbreak of freedom, that the roulette, the National Ruble, I mean, Rifle Association's roulette wheel of death has landed on uh, a, another community. In this case, you know, in this case, it was Raleigh. Ron, if you know anything about this, I mean, you've probably seen it on the news all day long. Uh, give, uh, give us any details that we may not be privy to. What a horror. But of course, it's by design. This is the natural outgrowth of the madden- the, 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 the uh, firearm madness that this uh, country has been thrown into as a result, a direct and proximate result of the very of the quite intentional and deliberate acts of the aforementioned. National Ruble, I mean Rifle Association. Fifteen years old. I mean, I guess technically we we can't describe uh, this kid, this murderer, as a lawful gun owner because I. I don't know. I don't think. I don't think in North Carolina you can lawfully own a firearm at the age of fifteen. I don't think. But then again, I didn't think that it was okay for eighteen-year-olds to buy AR-15s either. I know. I know. Flavio says. Uh, um, yeah, what? Raleigh, what? It's only the 500th mass shooting this year? I don't know. And maybe that's why I didn't notice it. Maybe that's why it didn't pop to the the top of the uh, of my news feed. But going forward, if I just say, Ah, oh, fuck! And I'll try only to use that for mass shootings. You know, I, I won't. I won't say that about mm, finding out that it's going to be another month. That, or that, 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 no, 
I won't do that. I'll just use that for outbreaks of Second Amendment freedom. Hey, but I can't help myself when I when I see these things. I I do think about our most puissant, dread, sovereign, supreme Catholic Majesties in in D.C. I do. I think about Clarence pubes on the Coke can, Fappy Thomas and Sammy Bad Breath Alito and. Anne's boy Neil Gorsuch and uh, the old the John Balls and Strikes Roberts, the neutered Chief Justice of the Supreme Court, and I think about brat Kavanaugh who loves beer and little passed out teenage girls and hot dogs and credit card bills and mortgages that are paid off by anonymous shady uh, right wing donors and. And, of course, the handmaid. Because with the ruling that they issued last June, and which was followed by, as we talked on the program yesterday, followed by federal judge Joe Bob Goodwin here in West Virginia, uh, the, uh, the mayhem that they unleashed with their gun ruling back in June of this year gives them plank ownership in every violent gun crime in this country from that day unto the ending of the world, as the line goes in Henry V. And Ron and Raleigh uh, responding, thank you for, for writing in, Ron. Where's a good guy with a gun when you need one? This happened on my home turf. You have all the info that's available. The governor and mayor have been in front of the camera saying the usual shit about horrible gun violence needing to end. We have a Republican legislature, so jack and shit will change. Because in the end, you know, Republicans don't care. If they cared, they'd do something. But to the extent they say anything, they'll probably talk about this kid playing violent video games. Fifteen seems a little bit young to be uh, radicalized by the incel movement. <sighs> but it may not be. I'm, I'm at the point where when, when, when young men start shooting, the first thing that does come to mind for me is, uh-oh, incel. And I'm not necessarily in the wrong for doing that. The universe ended for five people. Interesting, the story... I, I I was hoping, Ron, that you might be able to tell me where it happened. Because usually we get a little bit of a heads up in terms of, you know, movie theater, school, grocery store... Where was this kid that he had access to blow people away with a long-barreled shotgun? And when I think long-barreled shotgun, not that I'm... uh, That sounds like turkey gun to me. Or maybe something, or maybe a shotgun that we use is like... Well, like over in... It's that time of year. Over in the Buckeye State, unless they've changed the law, 
you can't hunt deer over there with a rifle gun. You know, 30 out 6, 270, 7mm 08, no. Uh, the only way you can hunt deer over in the Buckeye State is with a, uh, a shotgun and pumpkin ball ammunition. That's why I come, you know, the Monday before Thanksgiving here in West Virginia, we're up to our eyeballs in Ohio plates. Because over here, you can use your rifle gun. You can use your thirty odd six. Um. Yeah, that's uh, well, that's that's uh, but. Uh, I, I, I presume North Carolina does not have such limitations on deer hunting. Long-barreled shotgun. And so police say they don't know a motive. There may, may be no other motive beyond the mad ravings of his own... No, not mad, but the ravings of his own... Of his own twisted mind might come in handy when we see all these boys out there committing all these murders uh, to actually start looking at how they in fact do get radicalized might be too much work though I don't know it just I'm sorry I wish there was I I wish there was something more trenchant to say but of course there isn't so uh, we haven't had a uh, Jim Jacketoff Jordan sighting in a while but uh uh, lo and behold, we weren't going to have that peace and quiet for, no. Um, but in the wake of yesterday's hearing by the January 6th committee, uh, Jim Jacketoff Jordan, who could have been on the uh, who could have been on the committee, theoretically, but you know the Republican leadership boycotted. And pissing and moaning before the hearing began, there was, uh, well, Jim Jacketoff Jordan has decided he knows who the real Americans are. You're not a real American. I am certainly not a real American. Uh, Only maggots are real Americans. He, uh, he, He tweeted... Real America can't afford gas, groceries, or rent. When will the January 6th committee address those issues? Well, Jim, you dumbass, that's not part of their brief. That's like asking the, uh, the, the, the House Judiciary Committee, you know, you sit on it, um, the ranking member, to investigate, oh, I don't know, the price of rice, At Walmart. 
Well, maybe that could have a judicial angle. It's like asking the House Judiciary Committee to uh, investigate climate change. But nonetheless, there was Jim Schwartz Jordan. But of course, here's the funny thing. Jim Jackadoff Jordan was pissing and moaning about gas prices. Uh, but he and every one of his maggot colleagues voted no on an oil and gas uh, price gouging bill last May. And frankly, if you uh, if you let the country be taken over by a maniac and uh, and and the union, for all intents and purposes, uh, permanently maimed, well, then the, uh, things like gas prices and rent, they're not going to matter much. Uh, an individual by the name of Skylar Baker Jordan pointed out, I was a real American when I lived in the hollers of Kentucky, and I was a real American when I lived in the heart of Chicago, saying... I detest this notion of real America, which is another way of just saying, you know, white Republican voting America. And yet, if we do not vote like our lives depend upon it, on November the 8th, Jim Jacketoff Jordan may become the chair of the House Judiciary Committee and spend the next two years investigating the January 6th Commission? Yes. Oh, a little bit more, a little bit more detail. Thank you, Ron, on what happened in Raleigh. It start, started around five o'clock in the afternoon, in the Headingham neighborhood near Osprey Cove Drive and Bay Harbor Drive, and the, the uh, crime scene was some two miles through the neighborhood. First thing the fifteen-year-old did was shoot one of his relatives inside their home. Then he went outside and shot two women just randomly on the streets. Then he ran toward the News River Greenway Trail. Before he got there, he shot uh, Officer Gabriel Torres, murdered him. He was off duty on his way to work. Caller told 911 he's an off-duty Raleigh police officer. He shot him for no reason. He's bleeding from his chest. Then he got onto the Greenway Trail and killed two more people and wounded two others. He was at large for hours and terror as terror spread through Raleigh and the fondest wishes of the National Ruble, I mean Rifle Association came true. 
that you had to use a canine team to track him. He was taken into custody with life-threatening injuries when he was brought in. Don't know if he shot himself or was, you know, shot trying to escape. Uh, meanwhile, North Carolina Governor Roy Cooper said, Today we're sad, we're angry, and we want to know the answers to all the questions. I think we all know, we all know the core truth. No neighborhood, no parent, no child, no grandparent, no one should feel this fear in their communities. No one. And it was, at least according to the Associated Press, the 25th mass killing of 2022. Here we are, approaching the halfway point of October. So that's 10 months, 22 killings. That's more than two mass shootings per month. In North Carolina alone, it's the 123rd mass killing since 2013, resulting in 128 deaths and 463 maimings. And the standard, you know, grief and people shocked and terrified. Again, which is what the National Rifle Association wants. Okay, can we be clear about that? I know, I know, we should be talking about Nitwit Nero. But we can talk about this too. Something else we can talk about. Until today, I had never heard of a little community in Oklahomastan called... Uh, Where is it? Tallahina? Tallahina, Oklahoma. And uh, of course, this is Oklahoma, Stan, where heteronormativity uh, is, is, is all the rage. And a fifth grade teacher. And I, I, I read it. Uh, I look, the liberals triggered. Well, yeah, she is. A couple of boys were roughhousing. And one of the boys yelled, he's touching me, he's touching me. And the fifth grade teacher, a guy, said, well, you, when that happens, you just holler out, fag alert. Now, if we, if we subsequently found out that uh, with, that, with that, that the being uttered by a teacher, that the teacher was immediately placed on leave and will probably be fine. No, no, no. The teacher doubled down. 
The kid came home from school, 11 years old, and the fact that there's an 11-year-old who is not... The 11-year-old came home and asked his mama the same thing that I asked mine many years ago. Mama, what's a fag? And Mama wanted to know why. Oh, way back then, in my case, some of the some of the boys had called me that. I don't know what my parents would have done if I'd said, "Well, you know, my teacher called me that." And what's more, it turns out that this fifth grade teacher has organized games of fag tag. I'm so sorry to be using the word. I did. Jesus Christ, I'm sorry. So, Mama and Daddy went to the principal, and the principal was like, Huh? What? No big deal. So then they went to the superintendent of the school district and got the same treatment. The parents are Amber and Jonathan Stepp. Talking to CBS, Amber Stepp said, I'm supposed to trust this professional to teach my son positive things, not hatred? Kid's daddy said, I never expected it to happen to anyone, let alone my own child. And Amber Stepp called the teacher. Why would you call him that? And he said, oh, well, you know, I told the other kids to call him that because of the horseplay. They were wrestling with each other, and one of the kids started yelling and saying, he's touching me, he's touching me. And I said, yeah, when he does that, yell fag alert. God, just... This world. (sighs) All for the purposes of I guess, shaming the kid? I... Uh, Meanwhile, Five News, KFSM, reached out to the uh, school district, and they say they've launched an investigation. Whatever that means. So... uh, They issued a statement, though, 
Tallahanna Public Schools values and takes student and employee safety very seriously. We have received this complaint, and in response, we have completed an investigation and taken appropriate action. This teacher does remain employed in our school district. We cannot comment further as this involves confidential personnel and confidential student information. Strange noise I'm hearing. Um. I'll be right back. Stand by. This is driving me crazy. Okay, sorry, that was just a really strange... It, somebody's using a pressure washer nearby, but I kept hearing a, 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 a hissing sound. It's like, no, no, none of the channels are open. <sighs> so now, uh, the kid who was bullied and tormented by his own teacher is expected to either go back to that fifth-grade classroom or go to an all-girls classroom. And for some reason or another, the fifth grade is the only grade that separates students by gender. Oh, God. Well, you know, I, 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 credit, Mr., I credit Mr. and Mrs. Stepp for not just going and stomping the living daylights out of, out of that teacher. Got a bunch of weird noises tonight. Oh, and by the way, in case, no, I didn't mention it. This is kind of important. The fifth grader, he's a special needs kid. And no one knows what the appropriate action the school board took was. But they did suspend the kid. And at some point in the past, there was an incident, and that's why they separated the, you know, the kids by gender. They are, of course, in violation of federal law by segregating children by gender. story's been out since the end of September. The fifth grade teacher encouraged the boys to play fag tag or tag the fag on the playground. And so meanwhile, the kid is still at home and is presently denied the special needs education to which he is legally entitled. 
sick bastards. Oh, uh, um, Matt in San Francisco noting, uh, women are too emotional to lead. Uh, can I just do my little fanboy routine over Nancy Pelosi for a second? You go right ahead, because she's a badass. Matt says, the footage documented that when all hell was breaking loose, the one who was calm, cool, and collected was Ms. Pelosi. In charge, finding solutions, building coalitions, while the entire time staying on message and ensuring everyone knew that 45 was the cause of the violence. I don't know about everyone else, but when the shit hits the walls, so to speak, I'm happy to have her conducting the people's business. Same. Oh, if only we had Tulsi. Oh, Tulsi. Toxic twit. But yeah, she. Uh, and I, I loved, I loved the clip I heard today. Pure badass. She said, in fact, that. Uh, well. That she was, uh, that had Nitwit Nero come to the Capitol and trespassed on the Capitol grounds, she would have happily punched him in the face and happily gone to jail. Ooh, that's gotta, ooh, that's gotta sting. That's gonna, that's, that's gonna be, that's gonna be rough on Nitwit Nero's uh, sense of hypermasculinity. Oh, and a bit of an obituary. Uh, the Scottish actor Robbie Coltrane, who played Hagrid in the Harry Potter movies, uh, he's dead. He's passed away. Um, interestingly, he was the only member of the Harry Potter film cast who agreed uh, with uh, Joanne Rowling in her ongoing uh, 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 crusade against trans people. Somebody uh, tweeted at Joanne, and Joanne is e e easily triggered. They said, how do you sleep at night knowing you've lost a whole audience from buying your books? And she says, well, I read my most recent royalty checks and find the pain goes away pretty quickly. She's gone full Voldemort. There we are. Oh, and speaking of fifth grade teachers, how about this one? This one comes from Talibandiana. Uh, at least in this case, the fifth grade teacher got arrested... as opposed to the one in Oklahoma. Police in Talibandiana say that the teacher admitted to uh, them that she had a kill list that, had, uh, that, that, that contained the names of both students and staff members. 
She's 25 years old. Um, the East Chicago Police Department said she was taken into custody yesterday on an emergency detention order. Naturally, she teaches at a Catholic school, St. Stanislaus School, a Catholic school in East Chicago, Indiana. And a student dropped the dime on her and said that she'd been talking about killing herself and students and staff. And the kid said, she's got a list and I'm on it. The school dismissed uh, the students. And they escorted the 25-year-old teacher off campus uh, late in the afternoon. And then went and arrested her Thursday morning. The kids are in virtual classes right now. And the school said, We are grateful for the teachers and staff who carefully and compassionately listen to the concerns of students as long as they're straight. I added that part. With respect for their well-being. We thank God for the family culture of St. Stanislaus that provides students who are straight with an environment where they feel safe sharing concerns and questions with teachers and staff who are definitely straight and Christian. We thank God for guidance while the situation unfolded on Wednesday, bringing truth to light in a way that protected all the straight people involved. I had this added the straight parts because it's sort of, well, it's, impl- it's implied because Catholic school. Yes, that would be the ongoing turf war of J.K. Rowling. Thank you, Brother Deacon. Going back to, yeah. But... Uh, we had we had some technical difficulties, so I made sure that the Philip Robster uh, got close to an hour long. But uh, it is time to go over the river and through the woods to the old holler tree we sublet from the Keebler Elves, and wherein we gather around the extraordinary uh, ordinary round table every Friday. And uh, we will uh, see where folks want to. Take the conversation. Hmm, that was odd. And by the way, we have uh, the fundraising goal is $1,180 deep. No, I'm sorry, $1,175. Thank you, Renee. And uh, no challenges or anything on the table, just a great, just a big old hole to crawl out of here in the, here at the middle of the month or almost, well, We'll be at the halfway point of the month by the end of the weekend. And it's, uh, well, it's always, it's always desperately necessary because we exist from one month to the next. It's always desperately necessary that we catch up with the fundraising goal. Sometimes it's just a little more desperate than other times, and this is one of those times. And there's about mm, close to $2,000 outstanding um, that, Anyway, because on top of that, I got to do breaks and I got to do bearings and uh, God, huh? it's life around here. But let's uh, let's do let's uh, let's check in with the group. Uh, hey, Sparky, can you hear me? I do indeed. Because I'm using an old headset out here in the 
man cave. I was going to say, it sound, sounds like it might be a little windy out there. It's the fan running. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, no, the old head... Uh, the old gray headset sounds uh, sounds like it is what it used to be. Oh, okay. So, uh, yeah, I noticed you uh, you folded space to become man cave and Sparky. You're just feeling your powers today, aren't you? Yeah, I may have to fold space quick. Yeah, what's going on? It, it's a it's not real warm out here, but I may want to go into the house in a little while. So I got everything set up in there. Ah, I see. I saw. Oh, forethought. Look at you. Okay, I can multitask too. Yes, you can. Anyway, I'm listening to the birds out here. A couple of them are on the roof pecking at something. Blue jays. Well, I was going to ask you what's going on in the uh, prune orchard to be. Oh, he's been running around with this new weighted grater looking thing. I don't know what he's doing. It's it's getting the dirt squished and leveled and it was like a dust storm the other day when he was out there. But he couldn't turn around and go back the same direction he was doing it. Where he came from, he'd have to go across the field. And then turn and go and go another direction. He was going on that diagonal and slid it back and forth. And then I think he gave it up because it was getting too dusty. But the next step is to put in the water lines. Now I imagine that's going to be that's going to be a lot of water. Not any more than they used to use flood in the field. Probably less. Is that each tree each tree has its own drip system? Oh, that probably will be more efficient. And then his whole whole the whole ranch will be his house at the ranch and everything will be surrounded by orchards. It wasn't that way just six years ago. Who knew there was such a market for prunes? Yeah, who knew? I mean, that must be big in the Middle East or somewhere. Well, they are very like candy. There's a dehydrator, right? I've told you before, there's a dehydrator right over here. Within two of them, within a quarter mile of me. This attorney, we used to, we used to be almonds, but nobody can afford to. They take too much water, so they're switching yeah. to something well, else. Well, it surprises me that almonds take more water than prunes do. Well, the way they had it set up, they used to have those big uh, metal irrigation pipes. Yeah. That you had to take apart and uncouple them and move them to the next row, and they had, like, rain birds on them. 
but that's too labor intensive. So they, a lot of the old orchards have been ripped out and replaced with different watering systems. This one company here in Red Bluff is making a fortune off of it. Over the last few years, ever since the drought started. Oh, I can imagine. Alsco Heber, I don't know if they are anywhere else, but they just specialize in, in water systems. How very interesting. But anyway, did I ever tell you my wife was a pack rat? No. Well, she was. I've got this little storage shed out to the north side of the man cave that was made out of the two garage doors that came off the house. We used to have a two-car garage. And then my dad remodeled it, turned it into an office for my mom when I, in 1972 when I was in the Air Force. But anyway, I, when we moved down here, I cleaned out that shed because we had stuff stacked in the man cave. I mean, Florida, eight foot high of boxes. And I had to figure out where I wanted to put them so I could access the, use the man cave for other things than just a storage room. So I cleaned out the shed, and I put a bunch of shed in there, and it's been sitting in there for 11 years. Oh, wow. So I started cleaning it out. I'm getting down to the nitty-gritty, throwing away a little bit every week. I found some treasures and stuff. But today, I found this old rotten box out there, brought it in, dumped it out on the steel table, and it was full of wind chimes. So now I got a new gimmick. I've been hanging wind chimes around. Oh, nice. That's nice. They'll probably have you sitting bolt upright in bed in the middle of the night when the wind blows. Yeah, but I'm, they're not in the house. They're out here in the man cave. I don't sleep in the man cave. There was. Oh, they sound uh, pretty. There was three of them, and I've got one hanging over by. It's a remote one. Hang on, I gotta go over there. I got a remote mic and everything. It's over off of a pegboard. I had a hook that I could hang it hanging on. Did you hear that? <laughs> yeah, I did. And then there's another one I put out hanging outside here. I don't know if I'm going to lose you. Yep, lost him. Did you hear that one? No, I lost you. Okay, I'm back now. Yeah, so I know the range of these headphones.
so your other set's back in the house? Yeah, it's hooked up to the to the big the desk with the big forty two inch TV on it and the computer in there. Which I use most of the time now. So if anybody shows up today, besides Jeremy, yeah, it's uh, it's kind of kind of lean there in the chat room right now. Yeah, well, nobody answered the call except for Jeremy and and me. Yeah, just name. Is that you, Squeaky? Yes. We're going to start getting some cool weather starting Sunday in the 70s. Well, for Bridge Day, for Bridge Day tomorrow, we're looking for uh, uh, we're looking for a high of 71 and a low of 47. And you know, you know how we hear the wind on Sparky's microphone right now. It's going to be like that out there on the bridge, about 876 feet above the surface of the New River. And uh, the, with the good with good weather this evening, there will be uh, there will be lots of lots of partying and cane raising going on tonight. You that windy. I guess there won't be any people jumping off uh, skydiving, will there? Well, you know those those. That that's that's why they that's why they've got that catapult where they fling them out nice and far away from the bridge so they don't get blown back into the iron. That's in theory, anyway. How are you, Jeremy? Uh, I'm getting there. It's Friday, so I'm okay. <clears throat> Couple off days. Back to a good sleep cycle. Oh, I slept 12 hours last night. <laughs> I hit the, uh, I was telling a group of guys last night that I was awake yesterday, basically from 1 in the afternoon before till this morning at like 5 a.m. Uh, sleep apnea, not sleep apnea, but um, I can't think right now. But anyway, I got home, took a shower, ate some ice cream, and fell asleep for 12 hours. Oh, the ice cream sounds nice. It's very good. I know we're not supposed to be uh, fanboys of her because she would still kill us, but I was impressed with uh, both of Liz Cheney's uh, performances yesterday, oh, especially no, the I, first I, I one take, where she. I said, take I take nothing away from her in terms of her of, of her dedication to purpose in this. Right, that's why I said I know she still slit her throats and other things, but I'll give her credit on this one, especially saying that no man. That's, basically, she should have said that has ever lived, but she meant it. No man in America is better, bigger than the law. And I especially liked the last part she gave before Benny closed out by saying, I'd like to give you some examples of people who didn't testify or how they reacted when they came. And they're all saying the fifth, the fifth, the fifth. Especially, what's his name, John, uh, that one lawyer, um, Jay Sekula. When she asked him, who in the White House didn't want the January 6th people to go home? He's like, well, I can't talk about the staff. She said, I said the White House, not the staff. And he hemmed and hawed. Well, well, you know, he couldn't, he couldn't 
some of the fucking gumption to say Trump. No, because he too is afraid. Well, along those lines, Jeremy, I don't know if you saw this, but uh, there's a story, and I guess maybe I'm tooting my own horn or something a little bit, but uh, there's a report out from NBC News, and it confirms something we have been talking about for a very long time, you know, the whole uh, so far out ahead of the curve or on straight road. And uh, it turns out that uh, what we said was true, that there were a lot of rank and file on January 6th, a lot of rank and file on the FBI who thought it was a great idea It was a week after the January 6th terrorist attack, and a, uh, an email showed up in the uh, suggestion box for the FBI. Uh, this was a high-ranking, actually, this was a high-ranking FBI official. So the person writing it said, there's no good way to say it, so I'll just be direct. And remember, this, you know, this comes on the heel of what happened yesterday relative to talking about the Secret Service's behavior. There's no, no good way to say it, so I'll just be direct. From my first-hand and second-hand information from conversations since January 6th, there is, at best, a sizable percentage of the employee population that felt sympathetic to the group that stormed the Capitol. And went on to say that they felt like it was no different than Black Lives Matter in summer 2020. This email went to a guy named Paul Abbott. Paul Abbott is the number two at the FBI now. Uh, the email and, and uh, NBC News re- reporting several also lamented that the only reason this violent activity is getting more attention is because of political correctness. Oh, my God. That's the whole reverse racism bullshit. Well, uh, forgive me for saying this, but didn't Black Lives Matter say stop killing us, not we want to kill you? Well, there's that, yes. And this goes to what uh, we've been talking about for a while, that, that we, we, have, we have right-wing and Nazi infiltration in this, in, in this country at levels and depths that we dare not even contemplate. I mean, it's. I mean, I've I've got the I've got the email right here, and we don't know the sender, but we know the recipient. The subject line is internal concerns. Uh, no, the, 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 okay, it's from Paul Abbott to someone else. I know how occupied you must be with the investigation of the Capitol insurrection and the larger scale preparation for inauguration week. If I didn't believe it was of significant importance, I wouldn't be sending you this email while you're in that crush. There's no good way to say it, so I'll just be direct. From my first-hand and second-hand information from conversations since January 6th, there is, at best, a sizable percentage of the employee population that felt sympathetic to the group that stormed the Capitol and said it was no different than the Black Lives Matter protests of last summer. Several also lamented that the only reason this violent activity is getting more attention is because of political correctness. Here's a sampling of what's happening across multiple field offices. 
I literally had to explain to an agent from a blue state office the difference between opportunists burning and looting during protests that stemmed from legitimate grievances to police brutality versus an insurgent mob whose purpose was to prevent the execution of democratic processes at the behest of a sitting president. One is a smattering of criminals. The other is an organized group of domestic terrorists. There! Finally, and no, he's not saying Black Lives Matter are domestic terrorists. He's saying that the maggots of January 6th were domestic terrorists. This is the first time I've seen it, and you can't get the for-profit media to say it for love nor money. I was talking to an uh, SSA in a red state. I don't necessarily know all the... All the internal uh, uh, in a red state office who was telling me that over 70 percent of his CT squad, plus roughly 75 percent of the agent population in his office, disagreed with the violence, quote, but could understand where the frustration was coming from, which led to the protesters getting carried away. An analyst in a purple state described watching horrified as the events were unfolding on the news while several co-workers chalked up the insurgency as a response to everyone being quarantined at home for months and more on edge because so many lost their jobs and lacked steady income because of COVID. You know, any excuse, any damned excuse whatsoever, except the treason that it was. Then there's a redaction. Uh, after the TVs in that squad's space were turned to far-right media channel Newsmax, those TVs previously were tuned to Fox News, but post-election the group found that Fox News was playing to the left and reporting fake news. I've spoken to multiple African-American agents who have turned down asks to join SWAT because they do not trust that every member of their office's SWAT team would protect them in an armed conflict. These are, these are African-American FBI agents who do not trust their own colleagues. A senior analyst from my first unit who retired less than two years ago has a Facebook page full of Stop the Steal content. These are not one-off events. They are representative of a larger group within the organization. Do I think they were in the group storming the Capitol? No. But I know that the group of insurgents included state and local police officers and current and retired military personnel. I have seen from news coverage that at least one current federal agent is under investigation for participating in the siege and that a current Secret Service agent is under administrative leave suspension as his agency investigates the social media postings he made supporting the insurrection. Nothing about how the Bureau is uh, comprised is unique from any of those other organizations which and and but i mean that's that's what i've got is it a surprising is it b chilling mixture but i'm not surprised and neither am i yeah meanwhile the fbi has said not no comment Why is Ray still there? You got me. Can Biden fire him? 
damn straight. Just like Nitwit Nero fired Mueller. Yes, because they serve with the, the, the privilege of the president. It's not, they're not elected or anything like that. They serve by appointment. Yeah, they serve a, they serve a finite term, but they can be re-upped by the president. Uh, meanwhile, the, uh, the the president of the FBI Agents Association, the FBI Union, a guy named Brian O'Hare said, oh, oh, we don't comment on inv- ongoing investigations. Uh, FBI agents understand the importance of separating their own personal views from their professional work. <sighs> we're up to our eyeball. We're up to our eyeballs in freaking treason. It is, I mean, do we do we do we have a thoroughly internalized understanding of that at this point? We have, we always have, we may always have a Nazi problem. But when you combine that with the Secret Service, how many how many of these fuckers uh, in it if they if they you know y'all they're gonna do it again if they do it again how many of these fuckers will go over to the other side probably more than you want to know I mean I've read some things lately which changed my mind on quite a few things don't really need to go into it about certain uh, military forces, but we know for a fact there was an ex-SEAL who was in January 6th went into the Capitol. I mean, SEALs, their whole unit, their whole purpose is to fight terrorism. There's another group of them who, uh, you know, right after the Black Lives Matter stuff, one night were in a plane and they're up in the air and they're getting ready to jump out. Last thing they said they said before they jumped was, we're going after Antifa. I mean, what the fuck? And the thing is, this email only came out as a result of a, a freedom of information request. I'm beginning to feel like this country is teetering on the brink. And I don't think I don't I'm... Know. What'd you say, Sparky? I said, I don't know. I mean, the 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 Secret Service is compromised. The FBI is compromised. The military is compromised. The cops are compromised. We can do it. Just wait and see what happens. And be aware and alert and try to get people to the polls. I already voted. We just got our ballots yesterday. Well, Randy Radar wrote in a little bit ago and said, I can't get hardly anyone in my immediate circle interested in voting this fall. They won't even consider the Republican Nazi that's running for governor here in PA to be a genuine threat. The condemned ate heartily.
Oh, and going back to uh, uh, the the Indiana teacher who had a kill list, Matt in, uh, Matt in San Francisco says, teacher kill list? Wait, what? Isn't the teacher the one that's supposed to be armed to take out the shooter? I'm so confused. Yeah, and I'll bet you Taliban Indiana is one of those places that, that uh, lets teachers strap. Well, then this all goes back to most people never learn the fundamentals of they came for first. They never understood the purpose of what that was. People do not give a shit until they're personally affected. Once they're affected, it's too fucking late. Yeah, that's that whole Martin Niemöller thing. You know, first they came for the trade unionists, etc., etc., etc. Right, and like we've been saying, everyone in America, whether you know it or not, Inside your own, you're on a list somewhere. You just don't know it yet. If you're not rich. Yeah, indirectly, it reminds me of something John, you know, a John Prine song. You know, your flag decal won't get you into heaven anymore. No one is safe. Oh, sorry. Oh, thank you for the correction, Darlene. Yeah, he fired James Comey, not Mueller. The two men couldn't be more different. Mueller was a competent FBI director. I think Adam Schiff, Darlene says, and his counterpart on the Senate side need to haul Ray's ass in front of their respective intelligence committees and rip him a new asshole before January. And if Ray doesn't start purging, Biden needs to request his resignation. This will be one of those things Biden will drag his heels on. Yeah, because institutionalist. But this is the Secret Service, and, well, it could cost, could cost Biden a lot. God forbid, his life. Well, well, who was, I don't know if you watched it last night, Robin, but they had the, uh, the women on MSNBC to recap in case you couldn't watch during the day. And they had Jen Psaki on. And Rachel asked Jen Psaki point blank. She said, I, I know you know the answers, but you probably can't tell us or something like that. She asked her when the Biden administration took over after January 6th, was there any worry about infiltration into some of these groups? Was there any training or purpose? She said, not that I remember. Not a word of it. Not to anybody. Well, it seems, very, it seems abundantly apparent that there is a problem. quiet today uh but apparently at least some... i mean for i've been in the process of folding space i gathered as much <laughs> there's no more wind behind your microphone well at least somebody's de- yes i was just going to point out that you know all these all these sympathizers they're not seeing people going to prison for life they're seeing people maybe do seven years tops So why would they not be sort of, well, you know. I'd say they're going to get a very good chance to see some... They want to go to prison at all. 
I'd say there's a pretty good chance they're going to see most of the crowd boys and the three percenters go to jail for 20 years. Oh, I hope so. And that that trial has been an absolute uh, revelation. The Stuart Rhodes trial. Oh yeah. You say revelation. I say riot. I mean, <laughs> and I say riot because. You have a guy who's supposed to be the super smart, intelligent leader of the, the three percenters who tells all his buddies, hey, delete these texts so no one can see you're doing this, but doesn't delete his own fucking text, tell him to do it. And apparently Stuart Rhodes was terribly jealous of Gavin McInnes and the Proud Boys. His ex-wife said he wanted to be wherever the Proud Boys were. I mean, really. Of all the things to be proud, of, all the to be jealous of, the Proud Boys, the Three Percenters, and all these neo Nazis are not something I ever imagined that I'd ever say or think of. <laughs> Jesus. Well, it, it goes from that to, uh, oh, where? Uh, the trial itself, the Oath, the Oath Keeper's trial. Uh, apparently, and, and we heard, we heard some of this yesterday, the, uh, Uh, that they thought that Nitwit Nero was going to declare, uh, uh, he, he was going to trigger the Insurrection Act. But he didn't. Right. I think the states have to be involved in the. So U.S. Attorney Jeffrey Nessler in the uh, in, in in the Oath Keeper trial said that uh, chatter about the Insurrection Act was uh, Stuart Rhodes trying to give themselves a little of a, a fig leaf to hide behind. Uh, and they had a God, they had a recording of, of Stuart Rhodes. Uh, telling the other oath keepers to call uh, to make reference to the insurrection insurrection act because it could provide what he called legal cover. Now this guy, this I mean this guy is the wily coyote of January sixth. Just absolutely ridiculous. Remember, you know, you know, when you see pictures of him, he's got that eye patch. He is literally. He's literally a joke out of a Christmas story. You know, you remember, what shocks me is the you remember the B, you re, like no, no, you remember the BB gun? Santa Claus looking at, at, at and saying, uh, ah, you'll shoot your eye out, kid. Well, Stuart Rhodes did. Because he's a fuckwit. Yeah. 
you seen that video from Roger Stone that hit Twitter today? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he got he got right worked up. Oh, but I did want to I, I did want to run a little bit of the audio of Nancy Pelosi being a badass. This is good. Do, do it. They told him they don't have the resources to protect him here. So at the moment he is not coming, but that could change. I would come to and punch him out. This oh, is my wow, I would pay to see that. I'm waiting for this for trespassing <clears throat> on the Capitol grounds. I'm going to punch him out, and I'm going to go to jail, and I'm going to be happy. The footage first released by CNN. Oh, my God. I'm going to punch him out, and I'm going to go to jail, and I'm going to be happy. I mean, it, is there any doubt left that she's probably the, most, the, the biggest badass in, in, in the American government? No, no doubt there. Oh, and wait, cowbell for Matt in San Francisco. General rule, writes Matt, don't follow the guy who shot his eye out. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. (laughs) I I will tell you the one thing that kind of surprised me last night after this hearing was when they announced during the hearing something, I think anyone that's in touch with what's been going on the last few years, especially since January 6th and prior to it, knew but they announced to the people, the wider group of people who didn't know, that this was pre-planned. Well, no shit. This wasn't something that happened overnight. I mean, they, they were talking about this well before the election. They were talking about this the summer before the election. But people seem shocked to find that out. Shocked. Shocked, I'm telling you. Shocked. And if anyone remembers... Um, what was his lackey, the lawyer there, Cohen? I think, yeah, Cohen. He was saying the spring before the election that Trump will not concede the election. He was saying it long before any of this even thought up. He said he will deny that he lost. It's not in his personality to say he, he lost. Well, he was, laying, no yeah, he was laying the groundwork for this crap in 2016. He expected to lose to Hillary. Right. And I, and I go back to way back in history. I'm going to pull my own uh, version of this, but Lincoln, in the middle of the Civil War, in the middle of his election, he told his cabinet, if I lose, even though we're in a war with people we're fighting, I expect you all to leave your appointments peacefully and turn them over to your new people. Not fight back. Well, see, that's why, that's, why, that's why it's so clear, believe me, that Donald Trump was a greater president than Abraham Lincoln. Sorry, that was awful. No, he's, he's been treated worse than they treated Abraham, even though they put a bullet through his skull. <laughs> right, yeah, that too, that too. No doubt. And, uh, how, was the, how was the play, Mrs.? Trump. Yeah. All things being equal, how how is the how is the play melanoma? But there there's some there's some stuff out there that that is probably uh, uh, 
giving him pause for further hissies. Uh, as, uh, as, as Darlene Connecticut points out, with an article from The Guardian, Trump lashes out after deposition ordered in E. Jean Carroll lawsuit. Finally, a judge calling BS on Trump's delay tactics. That's significant. The defendant should not be permitted to run the clock out on plaintiff's attempt to gain a remedy for what allegedly was a serious wrong. Well, bravo. Thanks for that, Darlene. And here's the... Here, uh, so today, the DOJ filed its official formal appeal of Aileen Cannon, the maggot judge's appointment of the special master. Uh, they filed it with the 11th Circuit Court of Appeals in Atlanta. They submitted a 53-page brief. And there is some, uh, there's some Easter eggs in the brief. The New York Times uh, 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 coverage notes that uh, the Justice Department already succeeded in persuading a panel of the Atlanta-based court to exempt about 100 documents marked classified from Judge Cannon's move, a decision the Supreme Court declined to overturn this week. But there's, like I said, Easter eggs, a footnote on page 6 in which the DOJ states, here and before the district court, the government has referred to evidence developed in its investigation to inform the courts of the relevant facts. Where possible, the government refers to portions of the affidavit accompanying its search warrant application that have been unsealed or to other information in the public record. Of necessity, however, the government cannot publicly disclose all the sources of its evidence particularly while the investigation remains ongoing. That's kind of huge, because what that means is the DOJ has not presented all of its evidence against Nitwit Nero in open court. I don't think this was the last hearing. Well, I think they need that. I think they need to get moving because if they're going to do a referral, it's, well, it's best they, they act sooner rather than later. And, of course, I, get, they've been, I, I suspect they've been writing their report all along. And I suspect Matt Garner already has an indictment signed and ready for Trump. He's just waiting for the election. And giving him more time oh. to hang himself. That's oh, all he's from, doing. From your mouth to God's ear, Jeremy. Hashtag stoke the stroke. I, I just, anyone you listen to, oh, and again, you're just listening. I mean, you don't know them personally, but most of these legal experts from top to bottom have all said they cannot see any way he escapes all of this. Even being who he is, something's coming after him. I, I, I hope, well, given the nature of his life, it would be fitting and just if he has never another moment's peace. You know, I've been, I've been listening to some of uh, Haberman's book that came out last Tuesday, here and there in my free time. And at one point between uh, Maple's and Melania, he dated a girl who was of uh, African descent, but she was white. And everywhere he went, 
He asked his cronies, does she look black to you? He was obsessed with not being around black people. Well, that's because he's Soak. S-O-A-K, son of a Klansman. Right. Oh, and I have been remiss. Let me run over to the stress line and see who we've got. Hey, welcome to the program. Hello, Adam. Oh, hey, Ken. How are you? Hi, I'm, I'm not too bad. It's a vast right-wing conspiracy. Wasn't Hillary right all along? Uh, turns out she was. They've been plotting all since Goldwater infect every part of the government with their little fucking trolls and goddamn hypocrites and greedy little fucks and god I hate these people am I wrong no you're not they're they're, they're loathsome they're disgusting and they hate America I mean, I, yeah, I, I, I remember. I remember. I remember because it was so infuriating. I remember back when uh, W was uh, getting his war on, starting Bush War Two, and 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 anybody who dared to oppose that vast misadventure in the sand, they the the, the right wing. Why do you hate America? I love America. That's why I didn't want us in a dirty law in, in in a dirty war that turns out that, that it turns out those of us who said it was going to be a dirty illegal war were absolutely right about. But now I think can argue but, if somebody but, doesn't understand shit. But okay, now, now I think we are completely within our rights to ask these maggots why they hate America, why they hate the Constitution, why the, you know why. For sure. I, I'm. I mean, we're we're gonna. Um, they drug us. They drug us down. The pigs. We got to roll on around in the mud. But you know, it ain't mud. It's shit. And so we got to fight dirty, dirty business. Damn it! I'm sick of it. Sometimes I just want to goddamn give up. And but now it's so important. I can't. I can't just. Pretend why I got uh, behind on your programs was because I just wanted to shut it off. But now there's no way. Can't shut it off. Yeah. Good Lord, vote like it. Your life depends on it, and it does. And uh, I got to send out a thank you to Kevin uh, Kevin and Tracy out in Massachusetts. Thank you, Kevin. Kevin just got us off the schneid, so now we have um, $1,135 to go to uh, get caught up with fundraising. Thank you so much, Kevin. Uh, hopefully, okay, I can segue into that. Um, I'm going to do a five by five challenge. We'll put up, okay. put up the, five, the first $5. The next uh, four contributors that put up five, I'll double up with it. 
You want to help me with the cipher? You, you want to help me with the cipher on that? Oh, I'm going to put up the the first five of five by five is twenty five, right? So I'm going to put up the first five dollars, and then if four people meet five dollars, five dollars each, I'll double up the fifty. Okay, that'll be fantastic. So we need four at five bucks. Four people yep. at five bucks, and then that'll get us down yep. to it'll, that'll get us down to. Ten ninety-five, and I can't emphasize. Uh, I can't emphasize enough. Kind of. Well. Yeah. Well, it's that radical self-interest, but um, I feel well, uh, I, I love, much I, alone. I love that term. You're, <laughs> you, 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 you can your radical self-interest. <laughs> well, I'm sometimes I'm clever. <laughs> I like oh, that. No, that's, I don't know. that's delightful. <laughs> Yeah, then the other thing I wanted to bring up was this fucking NBC hit piece on John Fetterman. You're not the only one. I mean, uh, and it's not just MSNBC, it's NBC. It's, it, you know, they're sliming him. I'm sorry. I've, I've been calling Lester Holt Molester Holt for eons. Yeah, ever since he started, because that guy is a fucking creep, and he's a he's just a a, a creep of the vast right wing conspiracy. But there's really no there's no conspiracy because he, there's a wink and a nod. It's all they all have the same interest, and that's to fuck everybody else out of everything. Am I wrong again? <laughs> no. I don't think so. I don't think so. Jesus, I hate these people. <laughs> Man. But, yeah, you know, I, I did have a stroke. Um, I have real. I have a hard time reading now. Um, so I kind of have a blind spot. So it wasn't an auditory um, problem like uh, Mr. Futterman has. Uh, it was a you know a sight problem. Um, they was so ableist, and I can imagine our, our, you know our friend our Darlene, um, what a capable, beautiful woman she is, and just to fuck with people because they're differently able. Oh God, they're so sick. Help me, Robin. You're not. You're, you're, you're not. You're not wrong. Um. The business and the fact that I mean, the fact that Doctor Oz is trying, Doctor Oz, please. The fact, the fact, the fact that the puppy torturer, yeah, uh, is is commenting on someone's disability. It should be sufficient to get his goddamn medical license yanked. Kind of fits. Kind of fits with their 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 view. Well, apparently transgenders don't exist. So, I mean, why wouldn't you have you know, problems with your brain? You know, obviously, cognitively impaired, and he's not because he's a doctor. Because he can, you know, slice open a, a pancreas or something. Um, fuck that. I don't care. I mean, you know shit. 
I mean, what is it? What is it that brings? What is it that makes these doctors into such assholes? I think about you know Doctor Oz. Right. And then I think about uh, oh, uh, what's it? Ben Carson. Right, right. Who went from being a well-respected pediatric brain surgeon to being a complete blue loo? And then there, and, and, and you know, then there's, oh, I don't know, uh, there's the demon dentist of the desert, Paul Gosar. I mean, who hurt? Uh, who hurt these people in medical school? Something's got to come full circle here. You know, all these crazies. It eventually, I think people are just going to like wake up and figure out that enough with these people. You know, there's, there's, it's the shine's going to wear off at some point. Yeah, you follow me? I, I you know, I, I hope, I, I hope you're right, Kevin. I do. Yeah, I mean, the fuck. I mean, you know. These doctors and these uh, non-political people that, you know, it's like, okay, let's give it a try. Maybe they got something. Maybe they can figure something out that the politicians can't figure out. And it's just because the regular politicians don't want to compromise and don't want to do things the right way is the reason why we got ourselves in this in the first place. You know, it's just a winner take all, you know. Winner go, you know, just complete victory, you know, screw the other side, no compromise. And so people are just like left with, okay, well, okay, I'll, 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 I'll go for this demon dentist or this doctor or, you know, this auto mechanic or whoever the fuck, right? Or, you know, or, or Kevin, is it the fact that these guys sound like, oh, I mean, he's a dentist. I mean, oh, he's a brain surgeon. Oh, he's got to under, oh, he's going to be, a, yeah. he's going to be great as a politician. You know, says the people who know who who have absolutely absolutely no knowledge or understanding of the political and process. You know, here's the thing, too. I mean, if things really go off the wire, I mean, if things go really crazy, and you know, the magas take over everything. President, you know, they run the table, they get the House and Senate, and then I mean, two years from now, they get these news organizations. They're going to go after them, and who's going to be left standing? Tucker Carlson, maybe a couple people at Fox, nobody at MSNBC, nobody at CNN. They'll be they'll be gone. I mean, they'll be well, they Kevin, won't have a job. Kevin, did you, their, did, or, you, or did, you did you see today where uh, uh, Geezer Disgustus threatened to sue the Pulitzer Committee? <laughs> no, I didn't see that. I'm, but not, I, I'm not surprised. No, I'm, I'm not. I'm not kidding. He he wrote he wrote a grunty. Barky letter at the Pulitzer Committee demanding that they rescind the Pulitzers that they gave for coverage of his goddamn crimes. Oh, my God. I'm not kidding. I believe you. Yeah, I believe you. Uh, I can't wait to, till they put the hammer down on this guy. Uh, anyway. Yeah, no kidding. I mean... It's, it's, so hey, on a on a lighter note, yeah, uh, me and Trace went to go see uh, Chaz Palminteri last Saturday night here in Springfield. He does, you know, Bronx Tale. You know, what I'm talking about, yeah, the movie. You know, the guy Chaz Palminteri, right? Yeah, right. So, um, I'll tell you what, it was better. The play was better than the movie. Really? 
you see, he was, he was just him and his, him and his, and a simple wooden chair, some lighting and some sound effects. And it was just like you were watching the movie because, you know, he's, he was in the movies, obviously. And, uh, he tells a story of, you probably heard of how De Niro found him in his dressing room one night at the, at, when he was doing a play. And cause I guess he turned down first, he turned down 250,000. Then he turned down cause they, he wanted to play Sonny and they wanted somebody else to play Sonny. And he's like, no, I'm not doing it. And so finally they offered him like a million, I think. And he still said no. And then De Niro found him in his dressing room and said, Hey, um, I'll play the father. I'll play your dad. And you play Sonny and, you know, I'll, you know, cause De Niro's got all the connections and, you know, one thing led to another and they, they were able to make the movie, but that's the story behind that. Yeah. But there's a few things in the play that aren't in the movie that he talks about that are pretty cool. And, um, I'll tell you just seeing him. He looks great too. So by the way, still looks great. And, um, it was at the MGM casino in downtown Springfield. They, they they built it about, I don't know, six, seven years ago. It's, it's been online for about four years now. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was, I think, you know, maybe you could stream it on YouTube or something, but, um, I think it was better than watching the movie really. Oh, wow. It was about, about an hour long, about an hour. I want to say. Yeah. Oh, I gotta, I gotta check that out, Kevin. Yeah. Chaz Palminteri. You might be able to, you might be able to get it on YouTube, a, a stream of one of his plays, possibly. You know, he's been, he's, you know, he was in Springfield last. Saturday. I don't know where he could be. Some, he could still be touring. Possibly, could be coming down your way. I haven't checked it out, but you know, um, Brock's Tale. So, yeah, oh, that, on a lighter yeah. note. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that. Um, looks, yeah, that. No, that'd be that. Yeah, I got to check that out. That does look good. Yeah, he he came up with a few things that aren't like I said in the play that that you, that you didn't see in the movie that he that he talked about, but just just the way he described everything and uh, you know it's literally you know if you know the movie you follow him and you know it's 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 really and you know it's good sound effects you know when guns go off and things like that and so anyway, but um, all right, uh, um. I'm still here if anybody else wants to chime in, but, um, well, cool. And, uh, and Hey, Hey to Tracy, is she, is she, uh, doing anything fantastic in the kitchen today? She made some nachos. She, I think she took a picture of them. If you want to look on, uh, her Facebook page, you probably see them. We made some nice uh, nachos, and oh, she made uh, today's her day off, so she went to the farm stand down the street and uh, came home with lots of vegetables today, and made soup and uh, cabbage with bacon and uh, oh, oh, uh, oh, cabbage, cabbage soup, kill me. Yeah, um, no, it's a squash soup. No, the cabbage. Uh, what, what, what did she make the? She made the cabbage with like carrots and then bacon in it too. Oh though. no, no, and, I see it here. Curried. I'll get out of town. Curried. Yeah, curried. It's a curried squash yeah. soup. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Oh, <laughs> be still in my heart. And the, oh, and the not. Yeah, the nachos just look like murder. They uh, were. Oh. 
those yeah. big, those big old fresh slices. See, I like the freshly sliced jalapenos instead of the pickled ones in the jar. She pickles them too. She does them both both ways. Oh wow! <laughs> sweet Hurt me. Yeah, pickles them and then also makes like a sweet type of uh, yeah. And it was leftover chili that we used for the nachos. Oh. Oh yeah, yeah, and see, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming into chili season, and I'm looking forward to tomorrow at Bridge Day. Uh, I think there will be, a, I think there's a chili cook-off, and mm, hopefully somebody. Th- th- there was a guy who cooked here. He's now a big-time chef down in Charleston, um, uh, but he ran a, a little restaurant in Fayetteville for a while, and his white bean chicken chili, ooh, oh, just white amazing. bean chili. White bean chicken chili. It was mm, nothing like it. I and and I never. I've never even tried it because I, I. I would just be. I would just be depressed because I wouldn't even be able to get close to what Oscar used to do. Wow. Well, give yeah, my, that, uh, I was going to say, give my regards to Miss Tracy. Yep, definitely will. And yeah, no more no more corn or tomatoes. Those are all done. Oh, I know. I I, I found yeah. some beautifully ripe red tomatoes yesterday, and I don't know if it was a it, I don't know if it was aroma or what, but the damn thing was like it was it looked like aroma, you know, the shape. It was like five inches long. Oh yeah, and it was sun ripened, and I, I had it with uh, I had I had it with some salt and some crumbled blue cheese. Oh, there you go. Nothing like a fresh tomato with salt and anything else you want to put on it. Yeah, yeah exactly. The salt, the salt is the key. Mm. Well, y'all have a great weekend. You know, one of these days, one of these days, you know, y'all, y'all being the the travelers that you are, you need to come down here for Bridge Day. Yeah, definitely. Next, when's that? In the spring, June, right? No, it's, uh, no, that's the horn end. But uh, no, Bridge Bridge Day is the third Saturday in October. That's tomorrow. Oh, okay. But no, I'd, okay. I'd, oh, I'd love to have y'all down here for the horn in. Yeah, definitely. We'll see if we come down. In fact, I need to I need to put up a post about that because I badly want to buy some health insurance. Ooh, right. That's right. You're still trying to get that, yeah. 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 Crazy, terribly expensive bullshit. But, uh, yeah. but again, have a have a wonderful weekend, and uh, I'm, I'm going to bounce yeah. around the room. Uh, I see that I see that Jack's in the room. I haven't heard from Jack in a while. Oh, did you see that post I put for the New York Times about that yeah, massacre? Unfortunately, I can't. Unfortunately, I can't open the New York Times because paywall. But yeah, I've I've seen some of the coverage of that. The Iranian authorities are just in full-on slaughter mode because women don't want to, you know, be shamed for not covering their hair. Yeah, I know. I I I saw the women taking off all. It was a few days ago. I was watching, and they were taking all their headpieces off. And I'm like, oh boy, here we go. Uh, you know what's gonna, you know what's coming next. You just just when, right? <sighs> boy, they're just ruthless, man. They don't care. But but you know what? God God help that uh, that shitbird president. You know the guy who brags about having been a murderer. God help him if the women ever get hold of him, because there won't be there won't be anything big enough to bury left of him. Nope. You talk about the guy in Iran, yeah, yeah, the one who insisted yeah. that Christiana Manpour 
uh, put the covering on her head, and she went, fuck off, Bubby. Right. You're in New York, not Tehran. Jackson muted now. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Hey there. How you been, Jack? It's good to talk to you. Yeah, um, I finally could kind of be around or, uh, at the same time <laughs> for the uh, for Friday. But, uh, yeah, doing okay. Um, man, we're getting uh, lots of lots of political ads uh, from uh, freaking Kennedy, and then also I get. Uh, it, we're called the Arklatex. I'm kind of at the corner of you know Texas, Arkansas, and uh, Louisiana. So we get ads for like Texas. So Abbott, you know, going after Beto. Uh, those are real nasty. And yeah. then I get a lot of um, from Kennedy, which are just what a turd, man. Um, weather's been real good. Uh, pretty sunny uh, for for quite a while. Um, so uh, that's about it, man. I gotta get me some exercise <laughs> and eat better. Well, y'all have uh, y'all have down that way. Y'all have weathered uh, the hurricane season fairly well, haven't you? Um. Well, I, I've been I've been fine. Um, uh, I guess uh, in the past, uh, yeah, fairly recently, uh, yeah, I haven't heard about anything real nasty, you know, down in New Orleans or anything. Um, well, all my sisters are gathered together down at. Uh... Uh, uh, down at the down at Gulf Shores, you know where the Redneck Riviera is, Jack. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm missing I'm missing them something fierce. Yeah, yeah. I um, we used to uh, go down there. You know, uh, I think it was like during the summers when my parents would go uh, down there. I was always uh, like up north or something, you know, and didn't go, you know, down there for spring break or anything when I was uh, young. Wow, this is the perfect time to be down there. The monarch butterflies are migrating, and they're all over the place and in the flowers and in the dunes, and um, the temperatures are, like, in the high 70s, just perfect, and the place is practically deserted. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, that's that's cool. The temperature's been uh, really good here too. Um, you know, we'll get that for you know another couple of weeks, and then I'll just there'll be an ice storm or something. You know, um, I, I I really I, I you know the weather's crazy, so I'm not really sure what's going to happen. We're going to get like maybe some a little rain Sunday, and then it's it's sunny again. Um, for a while, like about, I don't know if it was like two months ago, it was just overcast and rainy, like for weeks and weeks, and it was really depressing. <laughs> but it's been it's been great lately. Well, all the good stuff. Well, 
No, it's supposed to be pretty tomorrow, but you know, our eighty, you know, any warm day, days are done now. So I'm kind of yeah. I'm moving into my winter funk. Yeah, I you know I can I can uh, open up the windows at night and it'll be kind of chilly, you know. Uh, but during the day, it's, it's warm, you know. It gets uh, pretty warm, you know. Running the air conditioning um, in the car. No, know, we're like, t- we're turning on the space heaters already. So, no. Yeah, if, if 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 our meter if our meter were not digital, I'd be able to go outside and watch it spin like a carnival pinwheel. <laughs> the what what's spinning? Uh, the, the electric meter. Oh, Cause, oh, cause yeah. We're using yeah. we're using space heaters. Yeah. Oh, the uh, electric element thing, or do you run gas? No, uh, no, no. We we no. We yeah. We've got electric space heaters, and that's just zing. You know. And just, ha, yeah. Man, I might. Uh, it's been. I hadn't been. You know. Uh, too bad on the prices until just recently, and like I went to get some like cheese it man. I like those things, you know. And it was like, you know, up from instead of like three seventy five, it was like five eighty six or something like that, you know. Um, oh no, a, a, a nearly four dollar box of of saltines is, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I go through saltines pretty pretty quick. <laughs> well, I bought. I, I, brought, I brought back uh, pimento. I brought back pimento cheese from Florence from this one little cafe that's been open since like nineteen seventeen. Uh, oh, wow. oh, it's just just the best there is, and you know that and <sighs> that and a can of spicy hot V eight and, and and some saltines, and I'd be pretty damn happy. That's what I I I do the uh, yeah the spicy uh, V8 and if you get the I I think that's the one that has there's one that has like a lot of potassium and low salt wait what is it yeah like a salt substitute well you have to like search for the right one of the V8 and to get the high potassium one instead of the let's see I think that's right yeah. And uh, and, um, I just love the spicy hot, and it yeah, yeah. That's what I that's what I get. And there's like a maybe it's like spicy low sodium. Oh, I've never seen that. Yeah, and so the low sodium is like high in potassium or something like that. You have to kind of look around for it, and uh, yeah, I'd get those, or you know, you get the like the regular one, put Tabasco in it. Yeah, I, I had uh, pimento cheese around, uh, you know, just eat that with the crackers, but not that, fan, you know, it's just like the... Well, if you, you can know. if you can get some good pimento cheese, Jack, and, and, or, do you like grits? Do you like grits, Jack? Grits, yeah. yeah. Pimento cheese in a hot bowl of grits. Trust mm. me, trust me, trust and me. Kind of, it'll kind change, of it'll change breakfast forevermore. Oh yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. Cheese grits, man, but pimento. pimento yeah, pimento cheese, cheese grits, because you know it's more than just cheese. Right. Oh, and, oh, and, yeah. and speaking of which, I was talking to my buddy, uh, my buddy Lewis, uh, last night, 
and he tells me that the, they're hoping to see Secret Sandwich Society up and running by late winter, like, you know, February-ish. And so I'll finally be able to get pimento cheese fries again because they had the best fries of, you know, Ooh. all time. And they would cover them in that warm pimento cheese sauce with some bacon crumbles. Whoo! Oh, yeah, man. Sorry, food porn segment. Uh, well, I need to I need to say some thank yous. Thank you very kindly to uh, Matt in San Francisco responding to uh, Ken's challenge. I trust Ken's still there. Uh, I'm in for five bucks. Five puppies, five bucks. And then Jude said uh, $10 from Women Standing on behalf of a woman out there currently listening who can't uh, uh, support with funds at this time. We're still connected on a much greater level. Thank you, Jude. So uh, that's 15 of the $25 that we need to meet Ken's, uh, meet Ken's 5 by 5 challenge, which will get us down to uh, 1095 for our fundraising hole. Uh, thank you, Ken. Thank you, Matt. And thank you, Jude. Uh, let's see. Uh, what else? Uh, oh, son of a Klansman. Clarence writes, challenge. Robin, here's challenge is met. Oh, challenge met. Thank you, Jeremy. So uh, the uh, five by five challenge is met, and we're down to ten ninety five. Thank you. Uh, it just landed. Hey, and no stipulations, no, 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 no requirements for me to read humiliating emails. Yay! Don't don't push your don't push. Your luck. <laughs> well, but well, I already, but I already, I already uh, the other other day I mentioned the incident on Sunday there in in Lexington, Kentucky. So we got that going for us. Uh, that was gross. I can still see that grody dude. Uh, Clarence writes, "Son of a Klansman, soak." Here's an observation that some folks might be interested in. Trump's fate is in the hands of the following. Letitia James, New York, Attorney General, black woman. Fannie Willis, Georgia, Fulton County, black woman. Benny Thompson, Mississippi, black man. Alan Bragg, New York, black man. These folks are in charge of the investigations. This must have a major impact on Trump's behavior. The goddess of irony never sleeps. Oh, you know it, Clarence. The racist fuck deserves everything coming his way. Amen, amen, and let all God's children say amen. Hey, Robin. Yes, Sparky. Did you know the Warnock-Walker debate is going on right now as we speak? Is it on right now? Yes, it is. Okie dokie. I wonder who's carrying it. Is it on C-SPAN or anything? No, I got it on a, on. I'll post a website in the Skype chat. Now, the problem is I won't be able to do anything. But could you email it to me? Because then I can bring it in on the other device. Because I can't, y'all. Yeah, if we if we go to the audio, y'all won't be able to hear it. Yeah, I'll try. I'll do it. Okay, thank you. And
Oh, uh, Matt jumped in twice, and uh, and uh, Ralph's jumped in, so we're now down to uh, 1080. 1080 to go. And I don't know how much bearings to go for, but <laughs> uh, bearings, brakes, bills, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, oh, and Jude says, uh, ah, yes, the arts, a well of emotion and clear human perspective. I'm fed by theater. Thank you for the alignment today. Uh, lifts one to a higher plane, Jeremy. So Jude says, hey, Jeremy, and thank you. Thanks for the reference to the, to the thanks for the theater reference. Um Okay, just an email. Okay, great, thanks. And thank you, uh, Ken. Ken just jumped in, so uh, and and follow. Oh, uh, wow, that's even better. So we're down to ten fifty-five. Ten fifty-five. Just a few years before the Battle of Hastings. Okay, let me see if I can. Let me let me see if I can. Uh, Get this audio running. Well, there's Herschel, and he's grinning. Must be lying. Georgia. I talked to people. Some people that wanted to go to college, they couldn't. So they ended up going and working up Father's Farm. Some military wanted to go to college, they didn't. So he went to the military, may have lost an arm. So this is not right. Georgia people say it's not right. And, I, and I, they say it's, it's unfair. First of all, how can you transfer someone's debt who owe it to someone that don't owe it? And also, Senator Warnock brags about making $400 billion that now the taxpayer, all you in the audience, got to pay for. You got to pay that debt. And I didn't co-sign for anyone's loan. I hope no one out here co-signed for anyone's loan, because I didn't co-sign for anyone's loan. And it's not right. It's not fair. Mr. Walker, we're, con we're continuing with a follow-up for you now, Mr. Walker. College tuition, it skyrocketed 175% over the past 20 years. What will you do to stem the cost of higher education going forward? Well, first you of all, have 30 seconds. First of all, what you should do is uh, get rid of federal funding of any college that raises their costs. Get rid, of, get rid of federal funding of any college that raises their costs. That's the first thing that you should do. So that is what you would do. Yeah, we're, that's we're, what we're I would do. What any you college, would do. Well, any college that raises their costs, I get rid of any federal funding that they're going to get. Thank you. You know, I find, on. It, I, I find it interesting I, I, that, that folks are Senator offended Warnock, by... Senator Warnock, Senator Warnock, I'm going to give you this one. I'm going to give you. you a pass for 15 seconds. I, I will be very brief, I promise. Very brief. It, it, it's interesting to me that, that, that folks who have been crying about the student debt relief haven't said anything about uh, multi-billionaire <laughs> corporate entities who've gotten PPP loans. I, 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 I wonder why Mr. Uh, 
Uh, we're going to move on. We're it. moving on. Thank but you. Thank you, Senator Warnock. Your time is well. up. Mr. Walker, we are moving on. Yes, we're going to move on one, to minimum Senator. wage, gentlemen. We have yes. a lot to get through yes. tonight. We've made that clear at the top of the hour. Yes. So let's get as many questions as we can in because Georgia voters want to know where you stand on these issues. They have to make a decision. Let them know tonight. Buck? Thank you, Tina. Now, according to the U.S. Census Bureau, 14% of Georgians live in poverty. The federal minimum wage is $7.25 an hour, a number that has not increased since 2009. Let's do this by a simple showing of hands. Raise your hand if you support a federal minimum wage. Okay, Mr. Walker, you do not raise your hand, so I'd like to ask you, first of all, why not, and what would you do to help struggling Georgians? Well, when you said a federal, um, I think right now, and he said that I want the federal government no, he wants a federal government to run your life. Right now, I think you have to work with different corporations and see just where they can pay. There are some companies right now, and he should know this, after getting the All-Star game moved out of Atlanta, they destroyed a lot of small businesses. So those small businesses couldn't pay $15, $20 an hour. So they have to pay what they're capable of paying. So to mandate a federal, uh, federal uh, fee, that they have to pay hourly wage? No, I couldn't, I couldn't approve that. Thank you, Mr. Walker. Senator Warnock, you did not raise your hand, so uh, why not, and what would you do to help well, struggling Georgians? I, I, I believe in the dignity of work, and I believe in the dignity of workers. I watched my dad work really hard to take care of his family, and I've seen what we call essential workers, these folks who are on the front line, stand up for us in the midst of the pandemic. We call them essential workers they deserve, an essential wage and essential benefits. In other words, workers deserve to participate in the prosperity that they are creating for others. And so I've been a part of this conversation around the minimum wage. I think people need a livable wage. And some of that is being addressed right now in this strong labor market. So I'm willing to work with folks in the corporate community as well as the labor community to, feel that, to, to figure out how we get to a good place. But there's no question, people deserve to participate in the prosperity that they're creating for others. They deserve a livable wage, and they deserve benefits. Thank you, Senator Warnock. We're going to move to our next topic. Tina? And that topic is crime and violence. In June, Congress passed the first bipartisan legislation to combat gun violence in 30 years. According to a Pew Research poll released in July, 78% of Americans think the new gun law will do little or nothing to reduce gun violence. Senator Warnock, I turn to you first. As the number of shootings in Georgia and across the nation continue to rise, what should be done? What should the next step be to solve this issue? You have to answer this question, sir, and I give you one minute. Well, I'm glad that we finally passed the first gun safety law in 30 years. And we did that on a bipartisan basis. I believe that this law will indeed save lives. And I'd like to see us work and see what we can achieve beyond that on a bipartisan basis. My heart goes out when I see the kinds of tragedies that we are witnessing all across uh, our state, all across our country. And it's the reason why I have passed legislation to support law enforcement. I passed uh, the largest investment in the COPS program in a decade. Uh, I introduced legislation called Invest to Protect, uh, 
that's endorsed by the sheriffs of Burke County and Scriven County because, because it supports some of our smaller law enforcement entities. So we've got to stand up with law enforcement, but we've also got to create opportunity. Senator Warnock, thank you. Mr. Walker, we're posing the same question to you, <clears throat> sir. In one minute, what should the next step be to solve gun violence? Well, first of all, uh, you know, any uh, law or bill passed that affect anyone's Second Amendment, I'm not going to stand for and I won't support. But third, uh, to hear Senator... Anyone's Second Amendment? What? Law enforcement is sad because he's called them names. And because of the name caller he's done, the morale is down, recruitment is down, only because of what he's done. He's empowered criminals to think they're better than the police. And because he believes in no cash bail, is releasing prisoners, he don't protect the border, fentanyl is coming to this country, and also into Atlanta. 70% of the drugs coming from the border goes to Atlanta, Georgia. And he talks about the police. I have more sheriff that has endorsed me than anyone running in, in, in Georgia right now. And I even have some sheriffs here They've endorsed me because they know I have their back. They're going to have my bags. So to listen to him say that after calling them name, I think it's a disgrace. Mr. Walker, thank you. I have a follow-up now for both of you. Let, I, I, think, uh, I think I ought to be able to respond to that. I will give you the opportunity, 15 seconds well, to we, respond, we, Senator we, Warnock. We will see time and time again tonight, as we've already seen, that my opponent has a problem with the truth. I, I, and, and just because he said something doesn't mean it's true. I have supported our police officers. I've called them and I've prayed with their families, like those officers lost in Cobb County when they were killed, doing what police officers routinely do. You can support police officers as I've done through the COPS program, through the Invest to Protect program, while at the same time holding police officers, like all professions, accountable. One thing I have not done I've never pretended to be a police officer. Ow! And, and, and I've, never, I've never threatened a shootout with the police. And now I have to respond to that. We are, we are, we are no, moving no, 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 on, no. gentlemen. I have to respond to that. And you know what's so funny? I am work with many police officers. <laughs> and at the same time... Mr. Walker, Mr. Walker, Mr. Walker, Mr. Walker, Mr. Walker, excuse me, Mr. Walker, please, out of respect, I, I, I need here. to let you know, Mr. Yes. Walker, you are very well yes. aware of the rules tonight. Yes. And you have a prop. Yes. That is not allowed, sir. Yes. I ask you to put that prop away. Well, it's not a prop. It, it, this it, is real. And he said, I but, have a prop. I never worked with law enforcement. It is considered a prop, Mr. Walker. Yes. Excuse me, sir. Yes. You're very well aware of the rules. Aren't you? Well, he, Aren't you aware of the he brought up the truth of this. Oh, she's taking him to school. And as a matter of fact, we still have a lot to get to, and we are not going to continue this. We're going to follow up with a question, and this is according to the CDC. Homicide is the leading cause of death for African-American youth. Mr. Walker, in 30 seconds, why do you believe this is happening, and what would you do to stop it? Well, what I would do is hold people accountable, which is Senator Why Not not doing. Believing in no cash bail, no accountability, that is a problem. People must be accountable for their action. And the truth lies with Senator Warnock because he said he was doing the Washington representative. Wait, he's going to arrest the suicide attempts or the suicide victims? Help me, what? We're in the mess we're in today because he represents Joe Biden and not the truth for Georgia.
Senator Warnock, this follow-up for you. Same question. What do you believe homicides among African-American youth is growing? Why are those homicides growing, sir? And how do we stop it? Well, it's heartbreaking. And I've seen this up close as a pastor. I've presided over some of these funerals. I've met with young people. And um, we have to have rules and laws in the society, which I support and I've invested in as a legislator. At the same time, we have to create opportunity. There's no sickness like the loss of hope. When people lose hope, when, when, they, when they doubt that their life can be any longer or, or that they can uh, a dream of something bigger than the street they live on, a lot of things can happen. I grew up in one of those neighborhoods, but I had a nurturing family, and I benefited from good federal public policy, like the Head Start program, like Upward Bound, like Pell Grants and low-interest student loans, and to invest in our children is to invest in our best resource. Senator Warnock, thank you. We are moving on, gentlemen, to the next uh, question, and this topic is about personal integrity. Buck? We're going to shift gears a little bit here. Senator Warnock, in 2020, you tweeted this. Unemployment benefits have expired. Rent is due, and many Georgia families are at risk of eviction. My opponents are supposed to be serving the people in Washington, but they are clearly concerned with their own interests. Well, recent published reports say, talk about a, a property that your church owns, Columbia Towers at MLK Village in Atlanta. It's a home for the disadvantaged. At least a dozen lawsuits have been filed by residents evicted for not being able to pay their rent, some of the outstanding balances are less than $30. As someone who receives more than $7,000 a month for a housing allowance from Ebenezer Baptist Church, how do you explain this to Georgia voters who are struggling currently to make ends meet? Well, let me say that serving in the United States Senate and continuing to serve my church is the honor of my life. And it gives me a lens through which to do the work that I'm doing. But here's why you know I'm running against a desperate candidate. Anytime a candidate would stoop to the level of trying to sully the name, he and his allies, to sully the name of Martin Luther King Jr.'s church and John Lewis's church, you know that's a desperate candidate. Let me tell you about my church. My church is a Matthew 25 church. We spend every week, every day feeding the hungry and the homeless. They know that those false charges that they've created are not true. We, we stand up for poor people every single day, and I ran for the Senate to do at a policy level what we do at a local level every single day. I'm not going to be distracted by him and his allies. My people know the truth. They know the work we do every single day, and I couldn't be prouder of them, proud to represent the Senate and proud to serve Ebenezer Baptist Church. So just to clarify, your position is that the allegations in these lawsuits are not true? I, I am saying that it is very obvious that my opponent and his allies are busy trying to sully Ebenezer Baptist Church. Now that's, you see the problem with the truth. <laughs> Switching gears a little bit here, sir. Your, your ex-wife filed a lawsuit asking yes. for increased child support saying that she had to pay for child care on days that your duties as a senator interfered with your parenting time and citing significant increases in your income. In 30 seconds, what is your response to that lawsuit? Listen, I, um, I went through a divorce, like a lot of people. And while that was a painful period, what came out of that was two amazing children. 
that I just talked to before I came on this stage. And um, my children know that I am with them and for them and that I support them in every single way that a father does. Thank you, Senator Warnock. Now to you, Mr. Walker. Recent ads have highlighted allegations of past domestic violence. They've raised questions about how transparent you've been as far as your resume. In one minute, how do you respond to voters who question your integrity, both personally and professionally? Uh, first of all, I've been very transparent, and I'm not ashamed to admit it. And I say I had a mental problem, and I'd be a champion for mental health because so many people suffer from mental health. But to have people like Senator Warnock that demonize mental health when I want to tell everyone out there, you can get help, don't listen to Senator Warnock and his people. You can get help. All you got to do is ask. All you got to do is ask. But the problem with the truth, you just saw it. You just saw it because he won't answer that about evicting the people from the church. And I told him I will pay their, I'll pay their salary. You're evicting them right now we, we during have, these hard we have times. Not, we have not evicted we have not evicted those. I tenants. didn't write the article. We, we you, you're, you're. I didn't we, write the article. We, and most other people are still in my time. Let me I'm okay be with the discussion. If we you start talking me, yes. over each other, okay, we, we have, have not. Go we ahead. have not I'll evicted speak, the then tenants. I speak, and and he should take that money and pay it back to the veterans that he exploited while yeah, pretending like, to like run. That too. And see, you can tell that he's not desperate because if he had read in that thing, he would have saw that I had nothing to do with that. But he is so desperate right now, he really wants that seat. He's now telling you, I didn't evict anyone. It is written in the paper. I didn't do this. Well, Senator, you did. And it's okay to speak the truth. Do not bear false witness, Senator. Do not bear false witness. Mr. Walker, to keep this moving, I want to follow up with can you. I, you have been very I, open yes. on your, Mr. Uh, Senator Warnock, we need to move forward here. You have been very open about your struggles with mental illness, and you even wrote a book about dissociative, your diagnosis of dissociative identity disorder. We recently asked if you were still receiving treatment, and, and this is what you had to say. No, that's all done, and, I, and you don't need to, and that's why I tell people. I think one thing I told people is I've been open about it, and I was open about it, what, 14 years ago. Mr. Walker, in 30 seconds, can you clarify this? Are you saying you no longer have disassociative identity disorder, or is this something that you continue to this day to No, manage? no, you don't have to have treatment for it. And I encourage people to continue to talk to people. You know, I talk to my pastors. I talk to my pastors, and I continue to get help if I need help. But I don't need any help. I'm doing well. But that's the reason why I tell anyone out there that is suffering from any type of mental illness, you can get help. All you got to do is ask. And I will always, always be a champion for mental health. And just to clarify, just to clarify, how can Georgia voters, though, be assured that this will not impact your ability to lead if elected? Because I'm ready to uh, lead today. I'm ready to vote with the Georgia voters, whereas Senator Warnock has voted with Joe Biden 96% of the time. I'm ready to vote with the Georgia voters today. Thank you, gentlemen. We'll move on to our next topic. Tina? And that topic, gentlemen, is health insurance. Georgia is one of 12 states that have not accepted federal funding to expand Medicaid under the Affordable Care Act. Mr. Walker, with more than 1.5 million Georgians uninsured, in one minute, is it time for the federal government to step in to ensure all Georgians have access to health care? Well, right now, uh, people have coverage for health care. It's according to what type of coverage do you want? Because if you have an able-bodied job, you're going to have health care. But everyone else have health care is the type of health care you're going to get. 
And I think that is the problem. And what Senator Warnock want you to do is depend on the government. What I want you to do is get off the government health care and get on the health care he's got to get you a better health care. So that's what I'm trying to do to make you independent rather than dependent. Thank you, Mr. Walker. Senator Warnock, you have one minute. Uh, you've vowed to close the Medicaid gap by expanding access coverage uh, in the Affordable Care Act marketplace. So this comes with a $50 billion price tag, the national debt already at an all-time high. Where is this money coming from? You have 60 seconds, sir. This is not a theoretical issue for me. When I think about health care, I think about Lori Davis, a trauma nurse in Covington, Georgia, who spent her career taking care of people. And then she got sick, and she had to give up that job. And as she got sicker and sicker, she found herself without health care. She was one of the 600,000 Georgians in the Medicaid gap. She died for lack of health care. And so I ran, saying that I would fight to expand Medicaid. Georgia needs to expand Medicaid. It costs us more not to expand. What we're doing right now is we're subsidizing health care in other states. Meanwhile, we've seen 10 hospitals in this state close, 10. And the Atlanta Medical Center right down the street from my church, where I visit my members, has announced that it's going to close. And so Georgia needs a senator who believes, like I do, that health care is a human right. And I will continue to fight until uh, the working class people, by the way, the folks who don't have health care, they work every single day. The folks who are in the gap, I believe in the folks, the, let me finish, let me finish. The folks, the folks who are in the gap, the folks who are in the gap are the working poor. We are moving but, on, Senator Warnock. I healthcare, but he didn't listen, mention listen, that. Listen, Mr. Got, Walker, if I can yes. get your attention, please. In just a few weeks, Wellstar yes. will close its doors. This is Atlanta Medical Center, which uh, primarily serves patients in lower <coughs> income and minority communities. Hospitals nationwide are dealing with nursing shortages, doctor shortages in the wake of the pandemic. Mr. Walker, what measures can Congress enact to ensure everyone has access to hospitals and doctors? You have 30 seconds, sir. Well, first of all, Senator Warnock was correct that he believed in working with people, but he didn't do it because Governor Kemp has a plan that would have been a very good plan, but he stood back why Biden destroyed the plan. And he's talking about he believes in the extension of it. He stood by. Well, what the people can be assured of is I'm willing to meet with uh, hospital administrators, meet with people rather than writing a letter, because Senator Warnock waited till they made the decision and wrote a letter. And I said they don't need a pen payout. They need, they need solutions. We are moving on now, Senator Warnock. That same question to you, sir. What measures can Congress enact to ensure everyone has access to hospitals and doctors. You have 30 seconds. Well, clearly he doesn't have a solution. He, well, he I said, said I'll meet with the administrator. That's he, a solution. He said you didn't it, do his, that. his solution is to meet. My solution is to pass legislation, which I've done. I got $4 billion in the American Rescue Plan to help the non-expansion states to do what they should have done to expand. They left that money on the table. Georgia left 600,000 Georgians in the Medicaid gap. And so I'm going to keep standing up because people are literally dying for lack of health care. Dr. King said that of all the injustices, inequality in health care is the most shocking and the most inhumane. I agree with Dr. King. 
Thank you, Senator Warren. Knock a buck. Now, the next topic. Thank you, Tina. We're going to talk about foreign policy now. Russian President Vladimir Putin has threatened to use nuclear weapons in the conflict with Ukraine, prompting President Biden to claim that we are on the verge of Armageddon. Senator Warnock, if nuclear weapons are used, how should the United States respond? You have 60 seconds. Well, first of all, I'm, I'm glad that we are standing up to Putin's aggression. And we have to continue to stand up, which is why I stood up to the Biden administration when it suggested that we should close the Savannah Combat Readiness Training Center. I told the president that was the exact wrong thing to do at the exact wrong time. And I'm glad that I was able to stand up with Congressman Buddy Carter and others. And we kept that training center open. I've seen up close what those service members do. They are the tip of the spear. And we have to make sure that our service members know that we have their back. We have to strengthen our allies and the NATO alliance as we've done and make sure we stand up to Russian aggression. Nothing could be more important. Mr. Walker, the same question to you. If nuclear weapons are used, how should the U.S. respond? You have Well, seconds. first of all, he talked about standing up. You didn't stand up to Chuck Schumer when you could have got a helicopter uh, company here of almost a billion dollars. You let it go to New York. You didn't stand up then. You didn't stand up to Biden when he left American uh, people and had 13 military soldiers killed in Afghanistan. You didn't stand up then. So what we can do is Putin is a bully. In the way you beat a bully, you show strength. Well, Senator why not say he stood up. He not stood up to Biden. If he was standing up, he wouldn't have voted with him 96% of the time, which gave us an op it gave us an open border, which gave us high inflation, which gave us crime in the streets. And he's talking about standing up. He didn't stand up. He had laid down every time it came around. And you, and you know that, Senator. It, it is evident that he has a point that he tries to make time and time again. I've stood up to the Biden administration so that they could keep open this combat training readiness center, stood with our congressional delegation to do that. I've worked across the aisle time and time to get good things done for the people of Georgia. I worked with a senator from Texas to build out I-14. I worked with a Republican senator from Alabama to help Georgia farmers get their products to market. I will work with anyone and stand up against anybody I need to stand up against to get good things done for Georgia. I work for the people of Georgia. We need to move forward to our next day. topic, gentlemen. We're, our time is running short. Both of you have strong backing from your respective parties. Senator Warnock, a simple yes or no here. You, you'll, will, you will have a chance to explain, but I'd like a simple yes or no. Would you support President Biden running for a second term in 2024? I've not spent a minute thinking about what politicians should run for what in 2024. Is that a yes I, or a no? I, the answer is I have not. And, and, and maybe this is difficult. Maybe this is difficult for people to understand because that's how politicians think. I, I think that part of the problem with our politics right now is that it's become too much about the politicians. You're asking me who's going to run in 24? The people of Georgia get to decide who's going to be their senator in three days, Monday. And I hope they'll show up and vote. And I'd be honored to represent them in the Senate. You haven't thought about it. If you can think about it now, in 2024, the president will turn 82 years old. Are you concerned about his physical and the, his mental the, fitness at that time? The, you have 30 seconds. The people of Georgia hired me to represent them, regardless of who's in the White House. I'm, I'm honored to do that job every single day. 
My dad said, if somebody hires you to do a job, do the job they hired you to do. They didn't hire me to be a pundit. And I'm working every single day for hardworking families in Georgia, for our women, for our workers, and for kids like me growing up in places like Caton Homes. Mr. Walker, former President Trump is also considering a run for the White House in 2024. If you can give me a simple yes or no answer, and well, we'll give you time to explain as well, would you support a Trump 2024 run? Yes, I would. And let me tell you, President Trump is my friend. Has nothing to do with, has nothing to do with that. He's my friend. I won't uh, leave my allies, which is what Senator Warnock and Joe Biden did in Afghanistan. They left their allies. They left their allies, and right now on a foreign stage, a lot of these people don't trust us no more. They don't trust us to be strong anymore. So they're waiting to see who's going to stand up, who's going to trust. And, I, and I, they have no one to trust right now because I said President Trump is my friend, and he won't stand up with Biden when yet he's voted with him 96% of the time. Let's be real. <laughs> Mr. Walker, are you concerned about the ongoing legal investigations around the country and including here in Georgia? You have 30 seconds. Well, first of all, I would hope that Senator Warnock, he and myself being people of color, would want the scales of justice to have not have a hand on it. We want the Lady Justice to be blind, but in this instance here, Lady Justice is not blind. And I said right now with everything that is going on, what I like to do is get to what's important. What's important is protecting the border. What's important is protecting people on the street. What's important is getting this inflation down. Not what's going on there in Washington, talking about whether President Trump is guilty or not guilty. What I want to do is see due process, which is what I hope Senator Warnock and myself would love to see. Changing topics now, we're going to move forward just to give you guys both an update that you may want to know, although the news is not great if you're a Braves fan. Right now they're in the top of the ninth inning, Game 3, National League Division Series, down 9-1 to the Phillies. Not a great night for the Braves. Just a few weeks ago, the World Series champs, though, they did visit the White House. Their visit sparked a renewed debate about the team's name and their signature tomahawk chop. Mr. Walker, do you believe the Braves should rethink their name, their logo, or their signature cheer? You have 30 seconds. Not at all. You know, uh, right now, we have too many other things to be concerned about. We have uh, people dying on the streets in Atlanta, around the country. We have people living paycheck to paycheck, can't afford food to put on their table, can't afford gas. We have uh, Putin out there. We have China out there. We can't be concerned about whether the Braves are going to change their name. We need to be concerned about saving this country. We need to be concerned about saving the Georgia people. We need to be concerned about giving people a right to live the liberties and freedom that the Constitution of the United States guaranteed them to have. Senator Warnock, the same question to you in regards to the Braves. Do you think, think they should rethink their name, their logo, or their signature cheer? Well, first of all, I'm, I'm praying for the Braves right about now. Uh, they, they, they've got a ways to go here. Uh, listen, the, the management of the Braves is meeting with our tribes, and they're having a conversation about this. And I know the folks over at the Braves organization, and I trust that they and the tribes that they're talking to will come to a place that makes sense for all involved. Senator Warnock, we're going to go ahead and continue. We want to get a few more questions in tonight. Senator Warnock, some of your Senate colleagues have called for expanding the number of seats on the Supreme Court. In 15 seconds, quickly, sir, would you support this? What I, what I support. <clears throat> Expanding what, listen, the seats on the Supreme Court. I, I think that my job as a senator is to protect the rights of ordinary citizens.
And for the first time, perhaps in my lifetime, we've seen those rights contract rather than expand, whether we're talking about the reproductive rights of women or voting rights. And I'm going to do everything I can to protect the rights of the citizens of Georgia. Thank you, Senator Warnock. Mr. Walker, would you support expanding the number of seats on the Supreme Court? In well, 15 seconds, sir. Yes, when you get in Washington, you have to become a leader. Being a leader, you have to make tough, tough uh, decisions. You see on that answer there, he really didn't give you an answer. So my answer is no. I, I wouldn't know. Thank you. Thank you, gentlemen. Now we have reached the point for a final moments of this debate, a chance for your closing remarks. You and you have 60 seconds. Each have 60 seconds to answer. And Senator Warnock, you have the floor first. Well, thank you so very much, Georgia. It's wonderful uh, to be here. Listen. Uh, in this state, we have uh, nearly 11 million people, and only two people get to represent us in the United States Senate, just two. And when I think about that, it is an awesome responsibility, one that humbles me and inspires me to work as hard as I can for hardworking families every single day. And I've worked with Democrats and Republicans in order to do that work. These are difficult times. These are dark times. But the scripture says that the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness overcometh it not. I'm honored to represent you in the Senate. I hope that you'll show up to vote early beginning Monday. I'd be honored to have your vote. God bless you. Keep your faith. Mr. Walker, your turn for closing statements, and you have 60 seconds yes. as well. For those of you who are concerned about uh, uh, voting for me, a uh, non-politician, I want you to think about the damage politicians like Joe Biden and Raphael Warnock had done to this country. I want you to think about Raphael Warnock, what he said today. And I said he was going to try to give you some smooth talk and tell you what's happening. What's happening is this country is hurting. What's happening is we need leaders. So what I want to say to you, Senator Warnock, is I want to thank you. I want to thank you for this. But at the same time, I want to say Georgia needs leaders. They need a leader that's going to stand up for them. So let's think about if we give Senator Warnock six more years, think of what this country will become. I'm not sure if we can make up for that. Gentlemen, so I thank said you. vote for Herschel Walker. Thank you both, gentlemen. That's going to conclude our debate for this evening. Jesus Christ. Yeah, we can stop. God, what a hot mess. Jesus. Steve. Hello, Robin. How, Thanks. you know, I'm not a Georgian. Thanks You're a Georgian. How do, how do, how do you, how you feeling? Um, not, not very good. I don't know why the Rev agreed to allow Fox News to handle these things. As you could tell, all the questions seem to be loaded. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Did, well, did you interpret it that way? Technically, it was Next Star Media, so I imagine they own different, uh, you know, they own different stations with, you know, maybe even different network affiliations. Okay. Well, but, thank but, you for but um, the, the correction. Qu but the quest, the qu oh my God, the questions. It. Uh, did, did, did I? Because Ralph's asked me this question. Did I hear this right? He, uh, he, he wants Herschel wants to have Joe Biden arrested. But I. <laughs> But I got to tell you, dancing around, do you support your pre because that's what that question was. Do you support your yeah, right. incumbent president? 
and asking Herschel, will he support Trump? And then you know that was that was a loaded question. Well, that was that a no brainer. I mean, he, he's 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 trying he's trying to court the maggot audience. Uh, just uh, go sinking to the bottom, trying to appeal to the lowest common denominator. You know, he asks he asks about Joe, the, the the moderator Buck Buck. Really, you're on the air, and your name's Buck. Uh, <laughs> God damn it. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, you know, you're on air and you 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 ask, do you you know do you support your incumbent? Because that's what, and then to say, well, are you worried about the fact that he'll be 82? I don't know. Are, is anybody worried about Nitwit Nero <laughs> trying to be a dictator and almost succeeding? I mean, that question could have been framed seven ways to Sunday. Yeah. See, John Britavo just sent me a note. Hey, John. Well, says John, that was. Dot, dot, dot. Interesting. Arrest the president? So John heard it too. What? Edith? Huh? The sad part is there's going to be enough of the maggot crowd that's just going to LARP this up like dog food. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no. And then Herschel is so clearly. Incompetent, not an incompetent, lying idiot. Yes. And and he wait did I did I? Where's Nidia when I need her? Did I understand that correctly? That he said that disassociative identity disorder does not what require does even mean intervention. DID, you know that. Okay. Uh, it used to be like multiple person. I, I, I don't have the expertise, but I think he said that that does not require the mental health intervention. And okay, I guess. Oh, and by the way, thank you, uh, thank you, Steve. You and Miss Karen. Uh, well, thank you for airing that. I was just blown away when you did, and I, I didn't mean to break away. Or I, well, I was set on. I've been meaning to watch this. You know, I broke away from the Braves. The Braves doesn't affect my life. This does. Okay? Yeah, this does. And, and it affects all of our lives. You know, yeah. uh, we've had, you know, we've gotten a little, you know, and, and I'm sorry. Her, no, I'm not. Herschel effing Walker sitting there talking man of the people, talking about people can't put food on their tables. Oh, tell it to the Marines, Herschel. Or coming because, from a man that can't put a sentence together. Coming from Jesus. a man, coming from a man who couldn't pay for his baby mama's abortion. He's right, a and the mods didn't even bring that up. Didn't even touch it. Oh it's no, like the, you know, and it's not the just the abortion stuff. Uh, they, they, one, one of his baby mamas had to take him to court for child support where he filed papers that said that he only makes $120,000 a year, but two or three years later, a few years later, and he's claiming that he's a goddamn multimillionaire. Well, which is it, Hirsch? When they asked Hirsch about um, the minimum wage, he said an abled body job. What the fuck does that even mean? That's what I mean. He can't put. He's a, a big, yeah, no, he, makes no, no sense, Steve, man. he's a big bowl of word salad. <laughs> Able body job. <laughs> and and of course, I don't know. Maybe Nitwit Nero can put out a truth saying, "And Hirsch is down there in Georgia kissing my ass, just you know, just like J.D. Vance." 
the moderators are supposed to serve the common good and ask pointed questions that give you insight on these folks' characters, and they failed miserably tonight. They're horrible. But then again, they're probably not very smart people either. I sat there. I I don't want to take over the whole show, but um, I do appreciate you airing that, Robin. That meant a lot to me. Oh, it was a pleasure. It was a pleasure. And you got us down to 1040, so, you know, that's awesome. Okay. And so... Wish I could do more. Oh, no. I, I know I know what you go through. And, you know, it just... It's rough, because i got a, yeah. got a butt-ton of bills to pay, and i gotta do, uh, I got to do brakes all the way around on the car, and then i got to do bearings, and... And I'm not crawling up on the cross. God knows we need the wood, but Karen's got to get dental surgery next week. And Oh, no. And dental insurance, I mean, you can't afford to have it. You can't afford not to have it. It's just dental work is crazy expensive, man. Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Eat oh, you up, man. But, but, hey, Eat John, John, get in the room, buddy. We need to hear from you because John Bridevo just said he had a badge. What? <laughs> Yeah, Uncle John, please come yeah, he's, in, man. He's probably got like, a red. Like he's probably got a Daisy Red Rider BB gun with a compass in the stock, too, John. <laughs> hey, Steve, how's it going? Oh, hey, Kevin, how you doing, friend? That was tough to All listen right. to. That I, did not go how I anticipated it would go. Of course, I don't know who this organization is to put it on, but Robin says they aren't affiliated with Fox News. But I'm pretty sure that some of those moderators, yeah, they're they're, from they're Fox a big news channels. Yeah, you know? they're they're a big they're a big um, media holding company. <laughs> so they were simulcasting it over like five separate stations. I had to step out for a minute. I missed it. So did, did the Rev? Uh, he didn't say anything like viral that's going to make him look bad or nothing, did he? Uh, he whiffed on a couple of them, Kevin. Yeah, he did. He whiffed them quite. Yeah. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Uh, you know, and what? some of the think... questions were just wrong-headed. I mean, yeah. they were tweeted. For instance, Kevin, they asked uh, Herschel, "Will you support Trump if he runs free election?" What well, of course Herschel's going to say yes. Then they asked um, the Reverend. They said, "Are you going to support Biden if he runs? He'll be 82." I mean, that's a pointed question. How do you even answer that? Right. Without looking, you know. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that was a boy. And he, and, that and, and, and he, but but the thing is, Kevin, he whiffed on it and said, "Well, you know, I'm not running for president. It's not up to me. I'm you know, blah, 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 blah. yeah, oh. uh, yeah. I'm, I'm just concentrating on um for the people of Georgia for the next. This is the most. Blah, blah, this blah, is blah, blah, this blah. is the most progressive president since since FDR, and he has done more for working class Americans than any other president in recent memory." Should have just came right out and said age has got nothing to do with it. Just straight up. Just like put yeah, it right to bed. Right. Or or, or, or put what, it what, what, what would they have what would they have said about him if you said that? Like you well, know, or, 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 what, what do you mean? Right. Or, or, or throw it or throw this it. is the most progressive president since FDR, you know. As long as he still holds his mental acuity, of course I'm gonna support him. He could have so, turned around and said, hey, Donald. Huh? Go ahead. Go ahead, Somebody. Steven. He had a badge. John's here. He had a badge. He had a badge, John Bridavo. A badge. A badge. Are you Uncle John, that was painful, wasn't it? That was painful. It was man. painful. You know, <laughs> I was waiting for him to pull out his purple heart. 
Yeah, the one that he got at the dollar store? Yeah, yeah, that's it. Came with a real-life army helmet. Maybe, maybe, maybe he got wounded at the Battle of Bowling Green? Yeah, that's right. You know, he's a survivor. Robin, how are you, darling? Oh, and I tell you what, I, I was doing better until we watched this debate. I mean, you know, I'm I'm one of those people who believes in a in a certain degree of loyalty. And 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 just to you know, just to to, to run away from your own president. I mean, maybe he, maybe he doesn't poll so well in Georgia, but I think people respect less the idea that you can't come out and say you support your president. I mean, yeah. I, if I was a Georgian, I'd be voting for him, but I'd be inclined to write a letter and say, you know, I hope you don't leave me hanging out, uh, flapping in the breeze. I'm telling you. I, I, you know, I've been on this kick, man. If we look at what Joe Biden's done since he's been here. Holy shit. It's oh, a yeah, hell of a list. Roll, baby. It's a list. It's. And, um, and, and the gun question. I, did, I didn't know that you were you were broadcasting it. I was actually watching the debate. I couldn't get the damn thing. Except on my air, my uh, my iPad, and then I had to air play it up to the TV. So it gave me the sound on the TV, but not the picture. So I'm sitting there on my little iPad watching the picture and got the sound coming through the sound system and all that. And then and then I, 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 somewhere near the end, I switched out, and then I was going to tune into your show to see what y'all was talking about. And uh, there y'all are listening to the damn debate. I said, "Well, shit." Yeah, I'm going to come in here and listen to the damn debate. You know, not that sometimes I'm going to say something and probably get me in trouble. It's going to get you in trouble, Robin. Uh, but, you know, in a, in a, in a 1040 in a, in a one thousand forty dollar hole, you know, how much? Yeah, don't ask. But no, no baby, the, the fact that deep. Yeah, it's that deep. Oh, man. Uh, but the fact That's of rough, the, but the fact of the it, matter it is, is. Like, it is. But that gun question, the answer to the gun question, you know, what should we do next? No, the answer to the gun question is, listen, the House of Representatives has sent us meaningful gun legislation that we could have worked on, but it has sat in a pool of blood and dust on Mitch McConnell's desk. They added some more blood today, didn't they? Actually, if you said that verbatim, holy shit. (laughs) That would be great. They added more blood today. Yes, they do. And And they will tomorrow. Well, that NRA, that NRA roulette wheel o' death just spins and spins and spins. Every day. Where will it land tomorrow? Raleigh, North Carolina today. Let's see where tomorrow goes. God almighty. Did they get a motive yet for that? No. They right. fine? But, you know, he was kind of like Adam Lanza. He, he, you know, it started in the home, so he wasted somebody in his house and then went walkabout and killed two women immediately yeah. and then headed for the hiking trail. Who did he kill in his house? One of his relatives. His brother, I think. The one in Raleigh? Yeah. Yeah, his brother. Jesus. That's the first thing I told my wife. Well, shit, you know where that argument started? Fuck. You know? Yeah, there's no problem with guns. Hell, everybody ought to have two or three. Walk around with them. Hell, carry your AR-15. Slap a little forty-five on your hip there, baby. That's Going what we Walmart do down here in Texas. There's somebody to say something to you. John, I'm going to get you me. Know? I'm going to get me one of them little holster bras. There you go, baby. There you go. And then I'll get me a holster purse, and I'll have gun, I'll have a gun in my holster bra, and I'll have a gun in my holster purse, 
and 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 you know I'll be I'll I'll be so American then. You put a pistol. I'm telling you. Gee, Robin, I wish we could have transposed your brain into um, the Reverend's head to know you, man. Because you had some really good quips. He he was, you know, and I'm not critical. Well, I am a little bit. He was not. It didn't seem like he should have been on. He was should have been on more of it on his game. He should have been. He, he should have been on the attack. He shouldn't have. We needed. We, we needed. We needed. Golden opportunity. Yeah, we needed. Yeah. We needed. We needed a preacher on fire in the pulpit. That's what we needed. I didn't see yep. that. I didn't see that. And he, you know, we're he, pumping he re- Georgia, baby. Warnock, he, uh, Stacey Abrams. You know, we. You know, uh, what's his name down there against uh, batshit crazy girl in Georgia's fourteenth. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, you, you're talking about the one. The, the, you're talking about my the Rolodex guy. is getting slow in my head. I swear. Yeah, the guy, the guy running against marginal trailer queen. That's her. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. What's that guy's name? Oh, if they take wow. the house, she's going to get a committee seat. Wrap Think your head that. around that. Think of that. Seat my ass. Marcus, she'll get a Marcus, chair. Marcus Flowers. Marcus Flowers. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yes. <laughs> yep. What was yeah. you going to say, Robin? Uh, it, no, I just no, no margin, marginal trailer queen. Yeah, she'll get a seat on something. I mean, I don't know what. If the Republicans take the house, she'll yeah. tear something. She'll they'll tear make something. a point to it. They'll put Bobart on one. They'll they'll put all the wackos on one. Well, I mean, look, John, we already know some things for a fact, and that is one of them is that the chair of House Judiciary. Is going if the Republicans take the House, the chair of House Judiciary is going to be Jim Jacket off Jordan. And what is his first responsibility going to be? To impeach, impeach Joe Biden. Biden. That's right. They got to get at least, at least here, more than two Hunter impeachments Biden. here. They got to get at Hunter least Biden. three. You know, take Donnie off the list. It'll be some fucking game. Well, you know, you know that you know the song, John. Hunter Biden, Hunter Biden, the Benghazi of our time. We will yeah, hear about, about Hunter Biden until we're all fit to lose our minds. The shit out of it. You know. Oh, it's God. sad, baby. We got, what, three weeks? Yeah. Come on, baby. Yeah. You know, this is, you know, I've been saying on my show, this, I do believe, is the most important election of my lifetime. And I'm freaking old. I'm freaking old. I've been through Nixon and it all seems that like shit. The, the cards are stacked against us, but we can't get discouraged. We've got to no, get out there. You've vote. got to get out there. Take five. Well, I hope, like take somebody's ass with you. Right. Yeah. Now, I hope. I hope Warnock will get out on the hustings and 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 bring something. Yeah, we needed. Uh, we need. We oh. I, there was well, no. There was no fire. No. There was he, no fire, but he beat the guy, man. the shit out of the guy yeah, he was talking park. to. Yeah. Next but, to him, but, he beat but the I, shit I, out of him, but I was the, like you. I was looking for something more fire. Let's get you know, Well, and I said, low hanging fruit for him, Uncle John, and he whiffed, man. But, but, but and, I'm and, just saying, he, I wish it, it could have gone better. He could have been a little yeah. bit more forceful in his speech, a little more passionate. You know, he's a preacher. Come on. Yeah, but see, I think I know the reason why. Why? He came across like he did because he was warned. It it it. <laughs> It's the it's the uh, it's the Al Gore looking at his watch rule. You, you got to appeal to the independents, and you know it, the guy over on the other side is a stone cold moron. 
but you can't <laughs> treat him like one. So you gotta be you gotta be gentle. You gotta be gentle. Yeah. Be sweet. You know, don't don't beat him up. You know. But what? Well, yeah. So don't beat him up. But instead, you know, look, everybody. When 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 Muhammad Ali went rope a dope, he didn't do that for the full fight. Eventually, he came out and beat the shit out of somebody. Yeah, there was something behind it. I was right. just trying to remember the line in tonight's uh, debate, and I turned to my wife and I, I, I'm trying to remember the subject matter, but I remember turning to my wife at right after Herschel Walker spoke, and I turned to my wife and I said, "Did you understand anyone anything of what the fuck he just said?" No, I said, "Me neither." Not and a I, damn I, word. I'm trying to remember what the subject matter was when that happened. The able-bodied job. Was that it, John? Able-bodied job. That's the one that had me going, huh? Able-bodied job. Yeah, his whole take on insurance. (laughs) Well, get a job. That's what he said. Get a job. (laughs) Minimum wage. Minimum wage? Uh, No. Able-bodied job. (laughs) I'm telling you. Yeah. I should have been taking notes. I should have been taking notes, but I did, my, I did it on notes my I ass. Said, oh, I should see what this idiot is going to look like. John I Brid- know it's going to be a show. John Bridvo notes my ass. I should have been taking shots. Shots, yeah. Those, yeah. Uh, well, Robert could have crossed the river. Well, head, I was man. appropriately toking on the appropriate material to get through it. So, yeah. Well, Cavendish. I'm strictly talking Cavendish. Yeah. Yes. Right. Yeah, Virginia Burley. That's what wow. I'm smoking right now. Yes. I wasn't even going to hop on the porch because I didn't know Robin was going to simulcast this thing. I am smoking. I, well, I only, I only, I only did it. Be, I only did it because Sparky told me the link was available, and 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 I know for a fact that our our dear sister Jude in the Great Northwest really appreciated it, and noted Absolutely. that yeah, Marcus, Marcus, I, you know I appreciate it, man. Marcus Flowers is running against marginal trailer queens. You know. <sighs> What would they do without you, Robin? Yeah, it, was, it was exhausting. Well, we are we are down to ten thirty-five. Thank you, Lady B. At least get it down to three digits. Ten dollars and thirty-five on, cents is all you're lacking. Shut up, John. Jesus, baby. <laughs> I, I love you, but no. I, I try. When you put that call out there. This is you know, I don't. If if you rec- I on my show, Robin, it has it's gone down drastically. Uh, the amount of donations. Uh, People are pretty tight right now. Yeah, their their money going down, so it puts you in a bind, especially when yeah. when that's your income. At the, you know, everything depends on on breaks, how talented ba- you are. Breaks, today. bearings, and yeah, and, yeah. But but I understand because dollars don't go as far as they used to go, and secondly, no. because it's a political year, and it's always a political year now. The politicians Every have politician sucked all the oxygen out of the room, and the money went with it. Yeah. Yeah, but let me remind the Horn viewers where you are tonight. Where are you listening right now? You're listening to this show, baby. You 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 feel it has a, a value to it. You feel like you could you can listen to people speak their mind or have an opinion about something, and we'll all get a chuckle over something. And that's what family is, baby. Yeah, but, and the uh, fact is, you yeah, can have this, a this is, you can have a voice here. Yes, yes. Let me know the in. next call time. The, let me know you. Line. Let me know the next time you get to pick up the phone and call Rachel Maddow. You can't, but you can, Robin Kincaid, right now. You can get on the on the crisis line right there, call in, and just she. Next thing you know, you're right here. Call BR five four nine. BR five four nine. Call now. Operators are standing by. I'll be one of them. We've got the. Or follow the link on Fridays on the website. Yeah. Right there on the website, you can join in the conversation. 
And I encourage people to do that, not only on Robin's show, but on my show also. It, well, we learn more it's when we better, talk together. It's when we all have that conversation, baby. Right, when we back and forth off each other, we, we take a lot away, you know, rather than yeah. just keep it pinned up in your own head. No, no. Well, not just that, but, that but, 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 yeah. but, but, but in processing, uh, Steve, we learn things, we, we figure things out that we otherwise might not have. I mean, I've got a note here from Lady B I just have to share. I'm absolutely busting. Oh, please do. I write this as an American, she says. I was born as an American in a territory that was declared a state in 1876. My parents were American, my siblings are American, and all my nieces and nephews are American. I love America, and I believe in American values. I love my freedom here as a woman, and as a participant in our democratic society. I vote faithfully in every election. But my faith in American jurisprudence has always been cautious and wary. I know that in America, not all the ethnicities are treated equally. I'm sure some of the Horn family listeners are weary of my diatribes involving race. It gets annoying, and I try to sympathize. I need to work to meet you where you are, not where I think you should be. Well, I ain't annoyed. I'm not annoyed by, by, by speaking truth to power, and I'm not annoyed by speaking facts uh, to, a, to, a, to an a, a largely afactual populace. So Lady B says, but today I speak of race to bring up obvious comparisons because it is through this lens that I can explain that if justice is arbitrary and disproportionately only applies to some, then there will be nothing left of it to apply when it's desperately needed. Nobody, God, she's smart. Yes. Nobody will trust it to work. Folks will thumb their noses at it and treat law enforcement with contempt. Many do, especially whites. You know who pays your salary? I pay your salary. That's who pays your salary. You know who you're talking to? Yeah. Folks will thumb their noses at it and treat law enforcement with contempt. Many do, especially whites, plus they're likely to get away with it. That's why many black and brown people are cynical. The folks in charge don't obey the rules they set up, yet are zealous when it comes to administering it to us. I fear it'll be a similar outcome when it comes to these hearings. And I'll add editorially, that's one of those things from the debate there. Lo and behold... They asked Herschel a question about homicide being the number one cause of death of black teens, and he says the problem is getting rid of cash bail? Um, little uh, off. What? Huh? Um, <laughs> but Lady B says, I fear it will be a similar outcome when it comes to these hearings. Justice in America is not fair, never was, that's obvious. But what may not be obvious to those of you not considered minorities is how fucking arbitrary it is. A group of legislators spent almost two years gathering hours of witness testimony, producing thousands of documents, and employing hundreds of legal assistants working night and day to prove to the willfully ignorant that what happened before our very eyes actually happened. And that what we saw unfold in front of our very own eyes actually happened. Members of our government provided indisputable proof that the former president of the United States is a seditionist. That he encouraged and helped plot a coup. That he lied about taking top secret documents with him when he left office and kept them in a poorly secured tourist resort. He also has had questionable relationships with leaders of countries that are considered unfriendly to us and yet we still can't find a way to convict this man on anything. This too is my country. This is the country of my ancestors. Maybe farther back than many of your listeners. 
And yet, being fully American, African-American, I knew from the start that this was not going to turn out the way it should be. Because in my world as an African-American, I know what it's like to watch in horror film of peaceful protesters sprayed with fire hoses and attacked by dogs. I watched, along with most of America, grainy videotape of a black man being beaten half to death by cops who were acquitted. Since then, the 21st century has provided several cell phone videos of people who look like me being tased, beaten, choked, shot, and killed for simple things like selling loose cigarettes in front of a store or legally possessing a handgun or a cop shooting a man in his back, a man running for his life because he was driving without a license. Then we watched as the officer casually placed his taser by the man's side, all the while knowing that this in, in, that in this America, all he needed to say was he felt threatened for his white life. Video evidence be damned. I've seen phone videos of teenage black girls being forcefully pulled out of their school chairs by cops because they were mouthy. Of course, let us not forget the cop tackling the teenager in a bikini. And the one thing they all have in common, they usually aren't white. In recent history, I have yet to see black people getting put on trial for sedition. Oh, sure, the Black Panther Party for Self-Defense and other organized groups talk about it, but that usually is nipped in the bud. Our law enforcement departments carefully monitor their activities. Hell, even Aretha Franklin was under FBI surveillance because she supported black rights. Yet Aretha did not turn against her country. Aretha sang. That's what she was good at, and that's what she did. And she left an undeniable legacy one few will ever be able to replicate. My country, tis of thee, sweet land of liberty. Today I saw the January 6th committee turn over their information to the Justice Department, Although the Justice Department claims to have tried and prosecuted several people who participated in the sedition, their time served will be short. Their fines are or will be reasonable and easily met. And yet the person behind the whole thing is still sitting comfortably at his home in sunny Florida. We have an election coming up. By some arbitrary rule, the J6 committee will not do any more hearings because it's close to the November election. Of course, that didn't stop one of their peers, Mitch McConnell, from putting a supremely unqualified religious fanatic onto the Supreme Court because a Republican will not hesitate to break the rules and replace them with rules that are so outrageous and suppressive of human rights that they're considered un-American. And yet here we stand. One part of the country's political system wants to do things by the book. They wish to do the right thing. The other has torn the pages out and burned them in a giant bonfire. They dare us to do anything about it. And here we stand, our representatives standing idly by, looking helpless, because this is all unprecedented, and there is no incentive for them to change it. I'm not negative because I don't know. I do know. I do know. The elections will take place, and people far more radical and far less deserving of such important positions will win. And I suppose there are things we could have done, but we didn't, because we were waiting for justice to prevail. We were waiting for something that was created out of whole cloth by men who designed it to favor themselves while punishing those not like them. And now our current leaders are relying on those same rules made by people hundreds of years ago to make things right? If every time we vote and our whole way of government hinges upon it, what's the point? Why play by the rules when no one else is obeying? How do you fight the majority? The ones with all the power? Well, sometimes you can't. Welcome to the other side of the railroad tracks. Tomorrow's another day. Oh, God. Robin will know this ends when the suicides begin. Because no one with any patriotism, nobody with any dignity and respect for everything this country stands for should want to be remembered for their seditionist activities. We're trying to overthrow our government in a coup. Shame on those who were given so much by this country and then tried to destroy it.
May they be damned to hell. Their contrition will be accepted, but their aggression never forgotten. My country, tis of thee, sweet land of liberty, of thee I sing. Land where my fathers died, land of the pilgrim's pride, from every mountainside, let freedom ring. Amen, Lady B. She is Amen. a powerful writer. Yes, she is. Why is she an op-ed writer for the New York Times or the Washington Post? I don't. I, I'm sorry, Lady B. I did not know who. I don't know who you are. I really don't. But what that what you just wrote, that is amazing. If Maureen Dowd ain't got shit on her, man. Oh, Modo the Dragon Lady, she hates everybody. I thoroughly yeah. enjoyed that. Oh, she should be writing yeah. for the New York Times, the op-eds, or the no, well, yeah, if we, if I like we, to fancy if we, myself a halfway ah, decent writer. Ah. I tell people all the time I write a whole Hello, lot better than I sound when I have time to form my, my words, my thoughts. I like to pride myself on that, but this, that, that you just that's that's excellence, baby. That is that is putting a message right into your heart. I hope it went into your heart. If it didn't, you don't have one. You that is my kudos, Lady B. Kudos. Outstanding. And that's a message that needs to be played everywhere. I I kinda I kinda wish I kinda wish Lady B was like a speechwriter for Reverend Hornock. Hell I wish she was a speechwriter for me. What are you running for, John? I ain't running. They ain't, they ain't approved the he needed slapping law yet, so until they do, <laughs> I can't run for shit. <laughs> Somebody's ignorant. Article. Yes. The side debate stage. You say something stupid. I think I should have the right to just walk over there and smack the shit out of <laughs> yeah, that, that, that would be, uh, that would be <laughs> what we call here West Virginia Code 6199A-1 at SEC. Will somebody please slap the shit out of that dumbass law? There you go. You should be able to defend that. You go in front of the judge. Why'd you slap him? Well, because he needed slapping, judge. And the judge goes, dumbass. Okay. You've got to give credit. I oh. think that was on an old Cheech and Chong album. I think. If my memory serves me, I, I don't know. I was stoned when I listened to it. And I was like, and like I missed 16, it. 17 years old. Yeah, but you, 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 get, you gave up your sinful ways, right, John? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, that, that's a ticket. I, yeah, I yeah, the yeah. Ball, it, it, sinful. It. I don't do anything for the sinful anymore. Hold on, wait a minute. Yeah, sure you did. Here! Yeah, here. No, you shouldn't be. Today is Beard Bud Friday. Damn right. Now, here's is. the rub, Robin. I've learned, I had to learn a trick today. Yes. I do my Beard Bud Friday. Mm-hmm. You know, every Friday, open the beer. Put the button in the pole. Let's go. Let's talk about shit. Well, you can't do that on TikTok. Uh, 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 uh. Oh, no. No, 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 no. You pull that beer out and that pipe, and no, 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 that you're gone. And yep. I got whacked. So now, when I record the show, not going live, but when I record it, then I can just sit there with my beer and bud and start the show. How y'all doing? Y'all know it's Friday. It's beer and bud. Get the beer off the ice. Put the button in the bowl, blah, blah, blah. And I smoke. After I drink the beer a little bit and take a hit off the pipe, and then when I'm going to go into my rant, I lay my pipe down and put the beer off to the side and started talking. Right. So it, it, it's, I could it, post it on YouTube, Facebook, but when I go to TikTok, I have to move it up to the point where right after I put my pipe down. Yeah, it's um, 
it's it's like uh, you know what are you trying to get yourself demonetized? Yeah, well, not even that. They'll shut you down. Yeah, I don't monet. I quit monetizing my YouTube videos. Uh, I, I don't know why. I'm thinking about starting it back for the same reasons you. You know, it, it, times are tough right now, and and bills continue to come in. The donations that come in to Robin on from the Horn family, that's what pays the bills. That's what's going to repair that car. And, and 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 the only the only source that Robin has to increase any income at all at any month is her mouth. It is this show. It's her heart. That's what that's what pays the bills. That's her labor. This is it. You're talking about minimum wages. Yeah. This is this is not easy to do when you pour your heart out and shit. People jump on there. I got trolls out the wazoo sometimes. Demean your ass and try to debate your ass and shit like this. Plus, trying to come up with the material. Keep you got one zapping every time he comes into the chat room. Yeah, yeah. Don't want to mess with it. Got enough to take care of. But it's by your donations that she pays the bills, that she gets the car repaired, that she has groceries in the in the house. So yeah, always keep that in mind when you're listening to the show here. It, and it doesn't have to be much. It is tough times. You have Patreon, right? Oh, I do. Right? I do. Yes. That's that's an e- that's an easy way you could uh, a monthly uh, donation helps tremendously because that comes in at a particular day of the month and there you go you can pay a bill with it yeah you know exactly. and uh, and that's and that's how you pay the bills we cover uh, Patreon covers a little more than one day's broadcasting um yeah. and uh, and then PayPal subscriptions and then the rest we make up a la carte. We, we don't, you know, on, on our show, we, we our Patreon is, is doing real good. Uh, you know, it's enough to pay a bill. Uh, you know, maybe start with a two, you know, that kind of bill. Uh, but uh, the monthly donations that we get through through YouTube, uh, you know, they hold that every month, and then they send it to you on, on, a, on a certain day of the month. So it builds up, but they take a little bit. Oh yeah, everybody, 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 everybody wets their. Everybody wants a bite of damn. Everybody wets yeah. their beak. So yeah. by the time it gets to you, you know, it, it, and we're not doing as good as we were last month. We didn't do as well last month as we did the month before. So it's a trending down thing, uh, and and a lot of people that know me on my show, we we don't we don't we just rely on you to have a good heart. And 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 I, I, I'm also thinking about well, I need to do it. Robin News at least let you know. I'm in a bind or something, and and that's what it is. Uh, when when it gets low, when donations go down, you get in a bind. So, like I said, whether it through, be through Patreon or or through the, uh, the 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 venue that we have right now, uh, and don't think that a dollar, two dollars, three dollars doesn't add up because it does. It does. You know, everybody wants that hundred dollar donation, but not everybody can afford that one. So I'm doing, and, and we're thankful when we get them. But you know, any donation. Keeps Robin, Robin's what's wrong with your car? Me. If you don't mind me asking. It's uh, broke. <laughs> no, I, no, no, no. Jason Isbell has a song out there where he says, "Don't ever say your car is broke." Uh, uh it's it's um, the bear, bearings and brakes. Oh, so it's, it's brakes isn't too bad, but best bearings can get costly. Can yeah, they can. And yeah, damn. I've, I don't think I've done brakes on this car, and it's it's just crossed ninety thousand miles. Yeah, it's time. Uh, but uh, I have done bearings, and apparently these the, this Ford Fusion is hard on bearings, and it's all wheel drive too. So, 
I got a Ford Focus. I'm loving it. 39 miles to the gallon. Shit. You know what I was... Okay, let's talk cars for a minute. I saw something the other day because I just saw it out on the road, and I was like, oh, that's cute. You remember remember the Ford Maverick of the 70s? Yes. That thing was a piece of shit. Who doesn't? It was a solid chunk like the Escort. (laughs) Oh, God. Don't. Don't talk about... Don't talk about... Just like the Vega. Yeah. Well, Ford, Ford has, Ford has, and this is unpaid product placement, of course. Uh, Ford has reimagined the Maverick. Oh, please, pray tell. What does it look like? Uh, do you remember the old Ford Ranchero? Yes. Yep. Like a car, but also like a truck. Like a like a like a sort of like a sport. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a crock. Yeah. It's a crock. And when you yes. and, and you know when you go to the garden supply and you get a big big load of fertilizer, adi, adi, when you, and when you go to the garden supply and you get a big load of fertilizer in your in in the bed there, it's a it's right a it's a crock of shit. It's a truck of shit right there. Uh, but no, it's cute as hell, and it uh, it starts at like twenty two k. Well, nowadays that's pretty damn reasonable. That's reasonable, yeah. Nowadays, yeah, that's reasonable. Of course, I've as had hell the, nowadays. I've I've had the I've had the hots for the uh, Hyundai Santa Cruz for the longest time. Ah, and it's the same thing. It's a four door sedan with a truck bed on it. You know what I did with this little Ford Focus because I still have my Chevy Silverado. That's my truck. Uh, but I wanted something when I go to town and get cheaper gas. You know where I bought it? Carvana. Did you first really? Time I, yes, I went online and did the whole damn thing online. They brought it to my house, dropped it off, gave me the key, said thank you. Oh, how I cool. It. I actually fucking loved it. You didn't go to the vending machine and drop the gold no, coin I'd in? I'd have to drive to Austin <laughs> to do that. <laughs> oh, and they'd have to send me the coin and all that shit. Yeah, they've, got, they've, got, they've got like a full car. <laughs> I, you know, I'm not advertising for car bottom, but I had a great experience. I didn't have any trouble at all. The car was in great shape when it got here, and it's still running fine. I've had it. And you got year. thirty days to decide if you want to keep yeah. the damn thing. You yeah. got give it back. Hey, wait a minute! I'm gonna trade this back in. There, go I find you like it. Well, that yeah. that Maverick looks good. That Hyundai Santa Cruz looks good. The Hyundai Santa Cruz comes in an all-wheel drive configuration, though, and that means something up here. Uh, yeah. Oh, by the way, a little bit of a correction, brother John. Yes. Uh, Brother Deacon Asa noticed you said something a little bit ago. Oh, don't tell him what comes out of my mouth. I tell you, I write better than I speak. What I say? Robin makes money off her mouth. I don't think that came out hey, right, hey, Uncle hey, John. Hey, this is a family show. <laughs> <laughs> well, whatever works. And, 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 off, and off goes the train yep. into the gutter. Yep. Right into the gutter. Let's go. Boy, he's good. Oh, Asa, Asa I, don't I didn't miss. catch it when it came out of my mouth. Asa, Asa don't miss nothing. <laughs> nah, he's a sharp dude, man. Oh, shit. And what so, did I say? How many people are you expecting for this bridge fest, Robin? Uh, it's the largest single-day festival in West Virginia, and there will be over 100,000 people in oh, Fayetteville tomorrow. Oh, I would love tomorrow. to be there. You know, Eric Rush, and I'm not... It's not a competition, but we're expecting over two hundred thousand people this weekend for the Gold Rush Festival. Oh yeah, because yeah, because gold was discovered up in what, uh-huh. yeah, yeah, Delano, Helen, Dare Hills. Yeah, yeah, that that phrase comes from we had the first Gold Rush before they had it out in California. Yep, 
Well, yeah, there's but, a big but, 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 Oh, really? But, but, but yeah. will anyone be jumping off bridges there, Steve? No, no, absolutely not. I have Robin. I ain't Chicken going. Chips. I leave that shit. I leave that to the tourists, man. I don't want any parts of it, man. Well, I'm meeting. I'm meeting a friend. I'm meeting a friend tomorrow. On, and we're we're you just going to jump. Robin's going to jump. Robin is not going to jump. <laughs> Robin's going to jump. That's what I heard. Why would I jump off a perfectly good bridge? You heard it here first. Robin Kincaid is going to jump the bridge tomorrow. And she's going to wear a camera on her head. <laughs> on her head, on her helmet. Yeah, absolutely. No. That's right. Seriously, if you check out ESPN tomorrow, maybe there will probably be some footage. Uh, it's it's an amazing thing. You know, you jump with the... And 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 it's eight hundred and seventy six feet, and you better get that shoot out in a double quick hurry. Does, is bungee jumping still a thing? Or no, 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 no. But now, now some of these uh, some of these uh, uh, ecotourism companies have zip lines now, and they go like, I'll be damned. Yeah, and they go like eight hundred feet above the canopy, and uh, there you go, Robin. Yeah, not that either, John. Not that either. No, I'm a coward. I'm a little. Oh. I'm a. I'm a little. I'm a little scaredy girl. So when did they phase out bungee jumping? Oh, they've never bungee no, no, they've never bungee jumped off the New River Gorge Bridge. Oh, okay, okay, it's not yeah. not feasible. Okay, I mean, you want to, you know, it, I mean, this will creep you out. Um, there's a catwalk under the bridge, and there's a company that does. It's just called Bridge Walk, and it's not just Bridge Day. And you put on, you know, you, you you've got a you've got a harness on, and you hook your you, you you hook your uh, harness to a, a guy wire, and you just walk out across the bridge, and it's a little bit it's a little bit of metal grating under your feet, and after that it's eight hundred and seventy six feet of air. Have you done that? No. <laughs> you know, you know, I have never done that. But well, I'll Most tell you what, I have, have I've done it. I've done it for I did it for a long time, and that is work Derrick's on an oil rig. When you Ooh. work Derrick's on an oil rig. You're about sixty feet up off the off the the rig floor, which could be I don't know thirty feet off the ground. So you're pretty well ways up there, and you have a harness on, and there's a rope hooked onto the back of your belt, like. And uh, when the pipe is coming out of the hole, they call it uh, a stand of pipe is three joints long. They will pull three joints of pipe out of the hole, and the guys at the, on, on the rig floor will throw uh, uh, jaws in there to hold it right there. And then they will unscrew it at that link down there. Your job is to throw a rope. And when to get this thing, you have to hold your feet. You're at the end of a little walkway, and you lean forward. Now, if that rope don't hold you, you're headed to the floor. And you reach out, and either with a rope or with your arm, just reach out there and grab that stand of pipe. And when they pick it up, and the ground, uh, the floor hands will push it over to the rack and set it down, the driller will lay it down right there, and when he does, you pull that piece of pipe into the stand over there and rack it up into the side of the, the, the derrick and tie it off and wait and for that's the why, And that's why they call y'all Roughnecks. Roughnecks, baby. I did that for a long time. Roughneck yep, paycheck, spending yeah. your dough, that's the life I live. Oh, it, it's a rough fucking life. Robin, I've stood on the floor of a drilling rig. I'm not bragging because it ain't nothing to brag about. It's good uh, it money. Paid well, yeah, it okay. Paid good, well. Yeah. The old field pays well. <laughs> but I've stood on the rig floor, uh, and 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 you've seen those pictures where the, you uh -huh. see the guy there with with just covered with oil. With, uh -huh. Actually, it's not oil; it's mud. And the only thing you can see is his eyeballs and his teeth. 
Yep. And you got rubber yeah, waders I, I've on. Yeah, I've done that more than one toe, day. Yeah. Oh, shit. You know, just covered with mud. It's the weight of the mud inside that pipe. That, you know, they they weight this mud down. That's how they keep the the, the, the gas down there and shit, the, the pressure on the well. Anyway, when you come out of the hole and they pull that 90 feet of stand of pipe up in the, up in the rack, that's 90 feet of that mud in that pipe. And, and like a straw, it's not going to come out until you break that connection down there at the bottom and separate it. The second you separate it, that 90 feet of mud inside that pipe is coming out and hitting the floor and just splattering everywhere. And that's got to so, be slicker now shit on a doorknob. Um, <laughs> it's a rough life. I'm glad I, I tell people, yeah, I quit while I could, while I could still order 10 beers with, with two hands. Yeah, exactly. A lot of people, yeah. lot of people in it's, the old field can't do that. Yeah, it's it's not, and it's it's not an it's not an old man's gig. No, no there's a lot of old men working the rig, really, because there are other jobs. You know, you got the motor man and stuff like that, where you just take care of the motors, or the mud man, where you're just down there weighing the mud and adjusting it and stuff like that. But it's the roughnecks on the floor. And that probably tell the old vets are probably missing appendages here and there. Oh, that yeah, missing yeah, fingers yeah. all the time. Yeah. <laughs> a chain hand, which I threw, cha- you know, throwing chain, anybody that works in the oil field, and, and they don't do this a whole lot anymore. And it's, it's uh, you actually take a chain. When they break that connection, this is going what they call back in the hole. All that pipe that you just took out, well, now it's got to go back in the hole. So if you could imagine, you got one stand of pipe that's in the hole. There's a set of threads there. And they pick up 90 feet of that pipe. And a roughneck grabs it like he like just like a, a bear hug, and he walks it across the floor and he stabs it. And that driller is going to let go, let that pipe down. And you better stab that thing right in that hole. But before that happens, the chain hand he does about three wraps around that pipe that's sticking out of the hole. And then when they pick up that pipe and they move it over and they drop it onto that other pipe, and you got a few seconds to take your chain and kind of whip it like you would a like you would a water hose, you know, except you're going to spin that p- chain from the bottom pipe to the top pipe. And all the time you're doing that, there's a big capstan over there that's pulling on that chain. And that chain is going to take up tension real fast. And when it does, you hold tight on it. And when you do, it's going to turn that top 90 feet of pipe and thread it into that other piece of pipe. It's not going to tighten it up all the Damn. way, but you're going to thread it in there. That's and that chain sounded, gets shorter and shorter. How in and God's it, name, John, did you get into that? I it, because it was the only job available at the time, and it it, we're, we're talking about in the late seventies, baby. This was rough when they said roughneck, baby. Yeah, and back it was, then it, it probably paid the 40, 40, 40, 50 bucks an hour, didn't it? Back then, oh, the worst that ever happened to me. Well, I could go on there because the, the yeah. oil field really working on a drilling rig. I'd never experienced anything like that. And I worked in shipyards. I've worked around aircraft my life. And then all of a sudden you find yourself as a worm, which means you don't know shit, on the floor of a rig. And, uh, and I mean, things are happening fast. You have to move fast because everybody else. Yeah. And, uh, and when you're learning, you'll, yeah, it's a wonder you met you well. By the end of your first day, oh, yeah. You're, you're second guessing yourself, aren't oh, you? Oh man, yeah, this is not good. Not Mother. good when you go to look at yourself and all you see is mud. That's it. Thirtieth job I ever had in my life, but I wouldn't. You know, the experience itself, I wouldn't have changed it for anything. I wouldn't trade that experience for anything now that I, you lived through it. And 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 those people become like fam- family. Yes, 
you have to because your life depends on the guy across the way from you. You know, it, it, there's a lot of shit could happen on that rig floor. I've had chains break. I've had uh, a set of tongs, which it's hard to explain what tongs are. The, it's like big crescent wrenches that you, or pipe wrenches that you put one on the bottom pipe and one on the top pipe. And I've you, seen those. You tighten those. Yeah, but they're pulled with chains by big engines. And when you God. slap those things on and lock them, you know what you do? You lock them down and you duck your fucking head and hold on to it. And you can feel it when it moves. When it moves and, and they let the pressure off of that chain, then you can pop your head up and take the, take the tongs off and get it out of the way and pull the slips up and let's go for another round. But in those few seconds when he's pulling on that tong, baby, your head's right there. If that and, and I've seen that chain break. I've seen a guy's head taken off one-fourth of his head, Robin, like a fucking razor blade. He was dead before he hit the ground. Oh, my God. John, you could write a book, man. John, so all, this, all this that you were doing, was this on dry land or are you working offshore? Oh, I don't go offshore. I don't like water. This was all on land. <laughs> Says the land old sailor. Land. Right. Texas. Got it. Naturally. Arkins Rig uh, 7 was the one I broke out of out of Freer, Texas. And, uh, you know, my wife was born and raised in that town, and it is an oil-filled town. It's a very small little town, and the only thing there is cattle and oil. That's it. And uh, and I married her. You didn't her. have any cows. <laughs> I, I married that girl. and went to Freer, and what the fuck job is there? Well, you can get a rough night. I got the, you know how I got my job? Some guy got killed on Rig 7. That's how I got my they job. And that's how most it. people got their job. If they didn't quit, they died. They got killed on a rig in some accident. Some it's a dangerous place to work. Oh, well, it's but, better now because most of it nowadays, it's automated. A lot of automation, sure. A lot of automation came to the oil fields. So, yeah, a lot of things like throwing chain, they don't, they don't do that. They have a set of tongs that will twist that pipe up. You know, So a lot of, a lot of the old ways of doing it are going away. Which well, is good. Well, we're in competition now. Uh, I just got a note from Lady B. Royal Gorge Bridge. I know all about it. Canyon City, Colorado. 5,604 feet above sea level. The bridge is 1,250 above uh, uh, feet above the river. So, ha! <laughs> Anybody jumping off of it? <laughs> going to bunch you off of that one, huh? How long has Lady B been with you, Robin? Oh, uh, we've been talking. We've been. She's been. We've been talking for years, and the phone. And 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 hey, about she, five years at least. Yeah, and when she and when she makes her rare occasional phone calls, those are for the ages, John. Well, I'd love to be around. In fact, that uh, was pure wisdom what she wrote tonight. In that, fact, that. Jude just wrote in from the Great Northwest saying, uh, uh, "Lady B continues to pierce the reality that shrouds in its presentation before us." Honored to hear the substance of your soul, it also feeds my soul. In gratitude, Jude. See, Jude, Jude is exactly what I'm trying to say. She fed, Jude says, you, you fed my soul. That's, that's perfect. That's perfect. What, what Lady, Lady B has done is, is caused others of us listening to that to reach in and find the words that we search for. It makes us all better when we hear words like that makes us all better to think like that so let's do that man let's do hey i got an idea how about in three weeks we all get together we make a decision to make this shit better i'm right there with you well i mean i'll be right here but i'll be with you yeah we'll all be together baby of course i mean realistically speaking and you know we're kind of in the same boat john yeah well yeah actually you've got something you've got something you can vote for that really matters 
You can drag, you can take somebody with you to the polls and go vote for Beto. Oh, I'm taking more than one. Uh, our governor is not on the ballot. No. And no, and 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 the Democrat who's sort of, sort of running against Carol the crazy cat, cat lady Miller, All right. is going to get pasted. I hope, I so hope that we can gain a couple of seats in the House and we can hang on to our our Senate seat. We've got a wonderful senator here, a de- one of the few Democrats in the Senate. And uh, his name's, uh, well, never mind. But, but I hope we can hang on to him. And it would, it, would, it would thrill my soul if we could get rid of that toxic, homophobic, transphobic piece of shit, Tom Fast. Greg Abbott? Oh, I thought you were talking about Greg Well, I mean, the, the resemblance is startling. The, the, um, the, the, there's a correlation between West Virginia and Texas like this. We're both red. And this is difficult. So if we don't get out the vote, if you're in West Virginia, baby, it is so important, just like in Texas. Yeah. It's this election that's going to make a difference. So we need everybody out there. If you've got you've got a plan, outstanding. By this time, uh, I don't know about, do you got mail-in voting out there, absentee voting in um, West Virginia? We do. We have some. If you're getting that in the mail or something, get that back in as soon as you can. If not, make that plan. Hell, make a day out of it. Let's celebrate democracy when you go to vote, baby. Absolutely. And you know, I am so, oh, God, I'm so rooting for Beto. Y'all deserve oh. so much better. Please, 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 if there's do you, a God. Do you, do there you have a, one. Do you have a, do you have a viable Democrat running against Ken Paxton? Yes. Uh, and thanks for bringing up somebody. I can't remember his name right now. Yes, we have, we have a Democrat running against, he's indicted. Ken Paxton is indicted. He's under investigation. That's my attorney general. Are you shitting me? How how is Beto doing in the polls? The the polls uh, still show Greg Abbott ahead by one or two points. But Uh, I have been saying this. No, baby, I'm not worried. I'm thinking I have high hopes because I think there's a vote out there that you're not being seen reflected in the polls. Have you ever been called? I ain't never been called. Ain't never called my ass. They ain't never called nobody I know. So I know that polls ain't ain't that perfect. And I well, just if you're talking like a, a, if you're a talking about in this country. Well, if you're uh, talking about one or two points between the two, that's inside yeah. the margin of error. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And there's an underlying vote. I don't think they're cut. I don't. But, think yeah. No, but the Republicans have done everything in their power to make sure that 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 uh, that that vote does not get cast. We are a gerrymandered. But state, I I also. But I also, um, I also was going to suggest that you, John that you should write a book about your experiences. Mm. <laughs> Sounds pretty intense. Yeah, uh, Lord, I've had a few. I've had a few. And, and, and but that's my, what that's what all of us go through. It's called life, baby. Well, yeah. you've, you've yeah. seen my, that. My, yeah, I know. My you're... brother's in Maine, and he's now he. Is, there's the race between LePage and some other lady, and LePage is the Republican jerk. And, but I think he's behind. So hopefully. The most the most pressing stories that I could write about that would make a difference to anybody's life happened to me long before I even joined the military. This is when I was 15 or 16, 17, when I was locked up in reform school. And I remind people every time I say that, that was before reform came to reform school. There was no fucking reform. You were fucking beat every fucking day and you worked the fields every day. That's what you did. 
the guards enjoyed trying to get you to fight some other asshole so they could get the entertainment of watching you do it. I've seen the worst of fucking what people can offer up. Well, I've got a little piece of breaking news on the way out the door. Annette just sent this along to me. It's like, this country, my God. There's a woman in Boston. Uh, She's 91 years old. Her name is Jean McGuire. And she is the first black social worker ever to work in the Boston public schools. Well, about 8.30 in the evening, she was 91 years old and walking her dog. And somebody just came out of nowhere uh, in the park at Jamaica Plain. And I'm sure Kevin knows where all these places are. And stabbed her five times. Oh, my God. Uh, You know, it's... uh, It is believed McGuire's dog fought to protect her, and the suspect may have been injured during this attack. Jesus. And... The Boston PD is asking anyone and everyone for any kind of information that can help them track down the the attacker. And when it, when when the victim is somebody like this, it's like, oh no, I kind of know what's going on here. I mean, uh, oh, and and by the way, while, while we're at it, let's make it better. The Pennsylvania State Troopers Association has endorsed Doctor Oz. Oh. But at the same time, they endorsed Josh Shapiro, the Democratic nominee for governor. Really? Wishy-washy, are they? Yeah, a little bit. Uh, and I had a note oh. from I had a note from Lady B. Thank you all for all your love. Curtsy for me, Robin. Yes, you too deserve all the flowers. Thank you, Lady B. You are oh God, you're just a wonder. She that. She, I, you know, I've listened to some of her words before when you've read them on here. And she comes in and makes comments, and, and you know, I me, mean, I don't. I, I've been around long enough, I guess, to fully. That tonight, that just really struck in my heart, baby. That the injustices through history, you know, most of us can only imagine. Right. It exactly. sounds like Lady B has lived through a lot and has seen a lot. And I can't compare to that. My little story about reform school, yeah, it taught me how how cruel and inhumane people can be. Yeah. Well, I've so, got to yeah. get I've got to get out of here. I'm going to be in terrible trouble with Brother Deacon Asa because uh, Malloy is on his way in under two minutes. Wow. So I will get out of here, right? It, 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 John Bridavo, thanks for coming by. Everybody who's participated in the conversation this evening, thank you. Thank you, Sparky, for the link to the debate. I think that was, well, I mean, that, that, that changed everything this evening. And, you know, if you find yourself with a, a buck laying around or something, please help keep this program on the air. I, please I, do. I don't, I don't talk about this for fun. I find it in, in, intensely it's humiliating. It's embarrassing and humiliating to do. Yes. So that's why when I do come on here, I encourage you, please. Uh, emphatically, this is this is the way she makes her money. This is what does it, baby. And she's pouring her heart into it every time you turn on this dial. Dial. Listen to me. Yeah, we still got dials? Because there's a dial. There's a dial. Of course there's a fucking dial. And uh, But reach into your heart if you can, baby. Because Robin needs it. In truth, in, in truth, I do. We do. This goes to, you know, because, you know. Can't deal can't deal with everything else with life. Can't be here for the program. It's plain and simple. I want your brakes to go out, baby. I would prefer that they. You don't. live in West Virginia. There's fucking mountains. Yes, there are, and I would prefer not to have the brake pads eat into the rotors because yeah, I don't need to be add great. rotors into the equation. 
would that would be helpful. <sighs> yeah. So thanks everybody. Thank you so very much. Thanks to our PayPal and Patreon subscribers. Thank you to our a la carte contributors. Thank you to our all volunteer staff. Thank you, Sparky. Thank you, uh, Steve. Thanks to our news ninjas. Thanks to each and every one of you who share your precious finite time engaging in this program in whatever manner you so choose. Thank you, Brother Deacon Asa. Like I said, Malloy's on the way, like, in a minute. Um, And uh, thank you, John Fox in Australia. Thank you, Ben Birch. Thanks to Cold River Mountain Watch. Uh, Everybody stay safe. Get your booster. There's there's a creepily fast-spreading variant out there now. It's like BQBR549. I don't know. Get your booster. And always, 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 Gina, it's all for you. Have a great weekend, everybody. Later.